0: Tell me a little bit about Youngblood. You got real life with it, right? Um yeah, it's uh Youngblood is a team of government like uh, superheroes they as an answer to
1: like nuclear weapons they start genetically engineering these super people and as a result they become celebrities, you uh-huh. know.
0: Um cuz it it all started off with I, I thought of there was a guy like Superman. He'd be like the world's biggest celebrity and he'd be doing like coca-cola commercials <laughs> right. and, and nike endorsements and so I figured oh let's try this and so that's basically what um, we're doing with Youngblood yeah so they're in real life situations I also see yeah. in here you call for the suicidal death of a Saddam Hussein type <laughs> figure or something yeah it was just I came up with that like last year during the, the desert storm thing
2: And welcome to this week's episode of Mex flintayo It's me, the true outlaw of comics, Ramon Villalobos, Of course, as always, I'm joined by. Uh, I, some are calling him Take Him or Leave Him. Some are calling him Toxic Danielinity. Uh, I call him Daniel Izari. What's
0: What's happening? What's going on? How are you, Ramon?
2: I'm doing pretty good. I'm chilling. um I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit because I've com- been completely uh, toxified.
0: You went off the deep
2: end. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot. this last year I've heard countlessly, oh, I'm Joker-pilled, oh, I'm Joker-fied, oh, <laughs> like, everybody wants to be the Joker. They think that's the craziest thing you can be. I've got a new level. I'm Rob-pilled, bro. You're Rob-pilled? <laughs> I'm Rob-pilled. I recently fell in love with Youngblood. I'm all in. I can't get enough of it. How would you describe someone being Rob-pilled? Um, Just being super badass, just being kind of extreme, like, more extreme than other people. Just, mm-hmm. like, willing to embrace an extreme lifestyle, an awesome lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Joker is kind of about anarchy. Being extreme is just kind of, like, you know, being chill, but also being ready to do whatever. Like, it's being chill, like, I'm down for whatever, but also, like, I am down for whatever. You like, know? there's
0: there's sicko mode, and then there's
2: sickest mode. <laughs> yeah, it's the sickest mode, for sure. Okay. So, you know, as as you know our listeners, if you clicked on this, you've probably already seen what this episode's about, but we are doing a series on this show where we talk about the different image number ones. So we're going through Spawn, we're going through Wildcats, we're going through Savage Dragon eventually, we're going to go through Darkhawk for some reason. And (laughs) We're painting a full picture here. Yeah, and I knew immediately when... I did the Youngblood episode that I needed somebody who was tapped into the extreme lifestyle, who was also Rob Pilt, who's also has the awesome mindset. And I could think of no one better than one of my good friends. I'm proud to say one of my good friends, uh, one of my greatest enemies as well. Just like on the, just like on Youngblood. <laughs> Everybody's a great friend and a dire enemy at some point. But um, I, I talked to one of the best some are saying Cartoonists Alive, one of the deepest minds of comics, worked on a Rob book, Glory, for a while. That's where I first heard of her, and glad to say she's my friend. Welcome to the show, Sophie Campbell. Thanks for having me. How was the intro? Welcome was it good? Show. Yeah, it was awesome. It was just off top. I just kind of was like, was I'm going to see. I should start writing them down, I feel like. No, that was in good. The middle... oh, okay, cool. That's good. How's it going, Sophie? Good. Thank you for joining us. I'm sorry we have to, you know, squeeze this in before your D&D. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> some, things, some some promises
0: just can't be broken. And we respect that. And we're, like, uh, working around it.
3: Yeah, thanks for working around all my nerd shit.
2: What's funny is, so you listen to the show. Yeah. I mean, you did the theme song to the show, which is so sick. And I get hyped every time I hear it. Always great.
3: Thanks. Yeah, that was awesome.
2: Yeah. But when you uh listen to the Wildcats episode. I remember you had like a list of critiques of like <laughs> of things that that I didn't know that uh our guest uh Tony didn't know Daniel yeah, obviously, obviously didn't I know. didn't know yeah obviously yeah. like know. no no chance in hell that I would know. <laughs> there who was the character that we just didn't like it was like the other void? No yeah yeah uh Providence. Yeah, yeah you're pink. like well, how the fuck do you not know Providence? <laughs> I'm like pink void <laughs> like, I don't fucking know Providence. I was
3: Rob-pilled, you know, back in, (laughs) God, like, with with X-Force, before Youngblood, I was Rob-pilled. Yeah. But when the image stuff came out, like, Wildcats, like, that was, like, my main thing. So that's, like, my area of expertise, I guess.
2: What's ironic is, you were all about the Wildcat lifestyle. Our friend Tony, who did the Wildcats episode, likes Wildcats, loves Youngblood. Yeah, yeah, he's like an
3: (laughs) encyclopedia. (laughs)
2: It's like I got the wrong guest for the wrong episode But I'm hyped because I mainly, I I asked you because I remember You showed me a thing of glory uh, Like a splash page with it Where it had like all the Extreme Studios characters
3: Yeah, I got to like draw Youngblood In like actual comics
2: And I was like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Because I I grew up I I thought, like, I mean I didn't grow up Reading comics at all To the extent I knew any uh, image character It was Spawn But Mm -hmm. I... When I when I became aware of Leifeld, I was sort of like internet age where it's like, oh, he can't draw feet. Oh, he's you know swiping backgrounds. Yeah, it's oh, pretty he, tired. You know. Yeah, it's it's super, super tired. tired. Yeah. And so, but I was like, you know, I was a child, and I was like, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then my buddy Mike, R I P. You know, Saint Mike, my guy, my guardian angel, Mike Dimayuga. He, at, I remember we hung out at the library every week, and he was like, you're so wrong about Rob Leifeld. Like he would just like be real pointed. Is that Rambo? Yes. Shout out to Rambo.
0: Shout out to the cats on uh, on the podcast. It happens. Mine hasn't showed up, but oh my God, cats cats welcome.
2: I feel like yeah, cats super welcome. Dogs a little frustrating.
0: A little frustrating. I remember that episode. The Rosa
2: one. <laughs> Too much. Shout out shout out to her dog. Shout but... out to Rosa. I feel like a cat meows, the listener's kind of soothed by it. They yeah. feel like- Yeah, and you
3: know, they'll kind of meow like once or twice, not meow like 40 times in rapid succession.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a sort of a, a, a like it goes back to childhood, a little bit of taken abackness uh, to dogs. So uh, throughout that whole like barking episode, I was, I was just traumatized.
3: Yeah, I kind <laughs> of was too. Like I'm not a big dog person.
2: A lot of our listeners were traumatized. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> it was one of our better episodes. So it, kinda yeah, it sucked, was kind of
3: sucked. It was good, besides
1: the dogs.
3: But so, uh, yeah. No,
2: so my buddy Mike was like, You're so wrong about, like, he was aggressively like, You're so wrong about, you, you know, Life He's like, You weren't there. You couldn't understand it. And I was like, N- Yeah, okay, okay, bro. And then, so uh, like a few years ago, well, like now it's, uh, man, my buddy passed a while ago, but. He had left all of his comics in my roommate's garage because they were going to sell them. And, and every once in a while, I'll go and pick through them and look at what he's got. And for a while, I was, I was like rediscovering the '90s image boom through his old books. And I, I would look at Rob X Force. Fuck, like I don't know what was his. What was his X Men book that he did? Was it New Mutants? New Mutants. Yeah, or, and it's, yeah, yeah, New
3: Mutants, and then X Force was after that. Right.
2: I was looking at those. And I keep, I still keep some of them on my desk because they're like so fucking vibrant. Like I have this one with, I have New Mutants number 94 with Cable and Wolverine on the cover. It's when they fight.
3: Yeah. I think, I think that was like right before it kind of transformed into X-Force because it's like kind of the same characters like, uh, transferred over.
2: Yeah. So, um, I, I just remembered like, oh, actually any flaws in his art i i think now i'm like okay well he was just kind of like looking at what was hot and like trying to merge everything and the puzzle pieces didn't always fit but i look at him now as more of like a
3: yeah i have no idea what you're trying to say yeah i don't know i mean i feel like i feel like when i was a kid obviously it was just like super exciting especially x-force i still kind of prefer x-force to
2: uh young blood I did, too, because the colors.
3: Yeah, well, the colors, like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just because, like, Feral it, is in X-Force and Shatterstar is in X-Force. You know? And, like, Domino, just, like, those characters, yeah, those characters are so great. I recently, you know, I love, I love X-Force, like, Rob's X-Force so much that I recently wrote an X-Men story with Feral in it. Like, I brought <laughs> I brought her back. Because, you know, it's just so great. Um... But yeah, like I don't know. There's something uh, kind of like primal about it, or something.
2: Yeah. Well, like you know, I, I posted today about how like people who say you can't draw feet is like that's silly. Like if you look at a certain era from like ninety five to ninety eight, he was drawing the sickest shoes, <laughs> in, like in, in American comics. They're they're massive. Like yeah, sort like. Of, mecha
3: shafts giant like robot feet or whatever <laughs> i don't know what that i mean was he about. was
2: just he was stealing from like manga shit he was stealing like gundam feet and somebody <laughs> was like oh yeah i mean he just stole that and it's like yeah no shit <laughs> because it looked dope yeah, yeah why like, wouldn't you steal that why would you yeah just get big robot feet
3: it's not like gundam has like a monopoly on giant robot feet
0: yeah in any case he he like maybe uh it cribbed the the red soles, but there was no gundam that had like full like it, it almost looked like he gave he had like those mega man boots yeah exactly. and then the gundam soles on that
3: and then like a bunch of like tubes and shit on it
0: yeah a whole bunch of piping that's not uh, from any particular like anime design but it gives you the
2: vibe and it looks great i posted a i posted so, a cover from what was it rejects or oh rejects
3: i remember them
2: and there, there there's like a babe who has like teeth boots with like crazy spikes on them right, right and like a long ass heel that's like you know alexander mcqueen kind of shit i'm
3: trying to I'm trying to find it here we go
2: it was fashion <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm looking at pictures you can't say this man can't draw feet it's just the other things were more important to him he
3: can, he can draw feet. He just, yeah, he just stylizes feet in a particular way.
2: Well, I think it's like, so the word I was thinking of was curator. curator, like he curates. He he has a style that's very curated of like, he takes bits from different things that he likes. And even if he doesn't have like the sort of artistic ability, especially at, at as young as he was, yeah, like he, was, he, was a ch- he was a child, he was super young and like reaching for things on the top shelf. And so sometimes he's going to knock shit over. You know what I mean? He looks at, like, Mignola. Mignola has the feet come down to a tiny-ass little point.
3: Yeah, they're just these little blocks on people's legs.
2: And nobody would ever say Mignola can't draw feet. They would say that's his style. But Liefeld does almost the same exact thing, and it's like, oh, he can't draw feet. And it's, like, a thing that sticks with him forever. And it's just silly. It's just nonsense.
3: Yeah, it's just, like, kind of a meme at this point.
2: Yeah, because when he wanted to draw feet, and when he wanted to draw- crazy boots they're the best ones because he just (laughs) took from yeah he took he took from all over the place
0: it's like a meme from the it's like a meme from the chuck norris yeah it's it's similar stay dead yeah
3: where the people kind of parroting like you know the rob memes the chuck norris thing it's like they don't really get it they don't understand like where it came from or like what it actually means because it's been so distorted
2: yeah I mean, like again, not to say that there are not things wrong with his art sometimes, but I just always find the criticisms that people have for it, like uh, a weird anatomy or something. It's like it's just so, it's just so lame. And I feel like he's the kind of guy who, does, like, for a long time didn't care, but then for a while like started to care. But I feel like he's kind of over it. Like I feel like he's so comfortable now yeah, with absolutely. where he is. But there yeah. was, I feel like there was a little stretch where he was trying to, like, mask things or, like, you know, work around things that people criticized him for. It was just, like, kind of, like, you don't even need to do that. Like,
3: <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. He, I feel like, uh, I don't know what years they were, but I feel like in, like, his kind of later Youngblood stuff, you can kind of see that where he's, like, trying to, like, maybe prove people wrong on some level.
2: Well, I think that was like, so we were doing a deep dive. Like I said, we super, if, if we we're Rob pilled before yesterday, me and Sophie read the first issue of Youngblood with some friends of ours. And then we did a d- almost days long dive where we kind of OD'd on, yeah. on, <laughs> yeah, we, were we were foaming like, at the
3: mouth. Cause that, that.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We were looking oh. at comics together. Whoa, oh, whoa! I'm, I'm blanking <laughs> that out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Whatever.
0: You mean? Did you? Do you mean your bookshelf? Yes, shelf? my bookshelf. The is that what you call yes. your bookshelf? Our friend
2: Tony was pulling out stuff.
0: My <laughs> bookshelf. Stop!
2: Stop! What is the what big a- problem? A- What's Beep. the problem? Beep. Beep. Just Whatever. support local shops. Ugh, support shows. We all have these books. Yeah, but it's okay. Let's move yeah. past it. What about what about oh the books God. that we looked at? Well,
0: this is
3: gonna get out and like ruin my career.
0: No, this is all gonna be censored. This is gonna be one long bleep uh,
3: Okay, all right. That's
0: yeah,
2: fine. <laughs> Don't worry. yeah.
3: You'll be I didn't know that was like a, a a taboo subject
0: or whatever. You just we all we all have all the books and we like to read <laughs> and buy them to yeah. support all the Absolutely. books. Absolutely.
2: We've always bought everything.
0: Anyways. Every single thing we've reviewed, <laughs> yeah.
2: Alright. Yeah. Cut it out.
3: Cut cut that all out.
2: <laughs> oh, parts of it will be cut. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what we were so looking at. You
0: guys went on a deep dive. I I've been drawing comics most of the time, so I basically caught most of of the first issue um, like last night at like three in the morning or like, uh, this morning, basically at like three in the morning, I started doing most of the reading and yeah, it, it, it I, my deep dive was like trying to read the, the prologue, which was like issue zero. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Issue zero is pretty good. Have issue zero on my desk. Reference it, uh, you know, frequently. Uh,
0: I, yeah, this, this, this book is fascinating. Any information, any additional context that you've acquired, it will greatly enlighten. So here's the
2: issue with, with Youngblood is it goes issue one, and then it ends on like a pretty sweet cliff cliffhanger. And then issue two, they abandon it completely. That cliffhanger (laughs) to to introduce (laughs) profit. And then issue three, they start to resolve it. Uh, the From the previous thing, but they kind of drop like half of it. Issue four, regular. Like regular continuation of it. Issue five is the climax of that story. And then issue six is a relaunch that, that was a year-long wait. And then they relaunched it and Rob had an inker. And it was like a lot slicker and a lot more polished. But I think that first like five issues or whatever are like pretty magical. They're, they're like the coloring on them is so inconsistent. Because I feel like computers, we talked about it before, but computers were, like, barely able to process what they needed to do to print yeah. make comics. And so, like, you're just looking at people struggling to get it together. And then by issue six, somebody got a hard drive that was, like, <laughs> that could handle, like, two <laughs> gigs of memory or whatever.
0: <laughs> by, yeah. by issue six photoshop two comes out yeah and then it changes everything
2: and but like th- that issue we read that one and I, it's it's almost like a a better introduction to the world of youngblood than this one but this one is so chaotic and awesome in its own right that that's what we're talking about we're talking about issue one of youngblood this week
3: yeah but yeah issue six uh I wish there was a way to like combine issue one and issue yeah, six. Yeah, because you
2: you learn uh, more about everybody in issue six.
3: Yeah, but you don't get to see like Bad Rock being a kid with his mom. I feel like that's a crucial scene in the first in this first yeah.
2: issue.
0: I really love that scene.
3: Yeah, it's great. But like you don't really get that in issue six. I don't recall if his mom ever comes back.
2: I don't um, remember. Yeah, we were looking at it. The problem is his mom is kind of just a babe and like there's so many just babes (laughs) that are like, Like, it's like a, it's like a casting call when in like in movies where like a character shows up and there's like a ton of other people that look exactly like her. She's in
0: the same style as Shelly.
2: Shelly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like when
3: I, when I was a kid, I used to think that Shaft's girlfriend and Badrock's mom were
2: the same person. To give context, let's just start, let's just start getting into the book. And then if this is, if this runs long. It runs long. Like, we're going to embrace Rob. Rob spirals. Rob does his own thing. He moves in a thousand directions at once. So we're going to do that. We're going full Rob Pilled. Let's dive into Youngblood number one. I I want
0: to talk about the credits
2: page. Yeah, uh, we have to. (laughs) So wait a minute. So just to be clear, we're starting with... Because Youngblood number one, it is uh, a flip book. So on one side, you have the home team. The other side, you have the away team. And there are theoretically two different teams of people or two different sets of characters that rob had created and i think the away team which is what we're going to start with was his like Mm -hmm. characters that he created in like high school or something right Mm -hmm.
0: i think so yeah
3: because i think i think the home team
0: characters were like those were the new ones they feel much more modern and interesting
3: they were like a failed like teen titans pitch or something yeah they were
2: like like a proposal for titans or some x-men book or something so the away team, we got Brahma, Riptide, Photon, Sci-Fire, Sentinel, and Cougar. Not listed is a character who will show up named Combat. And at least two of these characters completely... No, three characters. I, I consider them like the, the wild boys of the crew. <laughs> they're, they're there. They're superheroes. They don't really have a lot to say or do. Like th- This whole first issue, or this first side of the issue, is about Sci-Fire... Cougar and combat. The other characters are just kind of yeah. like there. Photon's important because she's a babe, and you know we were.
3: No, that's no, that's
0: Riptide. Oh yeah. my bad, sorry, yeah. sorry. Riptide, Riptide. Riptide
2: is the water power. Sorry, yeah. Photon is yeah. next to her, so I just got it. I mixed it up a second, but yeah. but Riptide is important because she's a babe, and we respect women on this podcast, of course. So yeah, what was what else were else we want to point out about the credits page? There's
0: no letterer. Is that Dialogue Man? I think it's um.
3: Dial. Oh yeah.
0: Dialogue.
2: Well, I think it, it, is, I is, it must have been Rob yeah. lettering, because this lettering is not, like, cla- yeah. it looks hand-lettered to me. Yeah, but
3: why yeah, As as, as
0: as much as there's a certain, let's say, antagonism uh, <laughs> uh, with letterers, I feel like this is a book that maybe could have used one. Well, you don't like
3: the lettering? No, it's cool. I love the lettering. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, yes. If we're going I've... full in on the, on the Rob Liefeld experience then yes, this is exactly the lettering that this book should have I had. actually
2: wanted to point out that I do like the lettering because it makes it feel a little, like I like hand lettering in general, uh, even when it doesn't fit comic type because it feels a little more intimate and that's, you know, like yeah, it feels absolutely. like you're reading some something that this kid made, which is a thing, you yeah. know, it is that.
3: I'm going to yeah. say dialogue means lettering. You think Hank Canals because... is a letter? Yeah, he must be. Yeah, I think. He must be. Yeah, because, like, this is, you know, it's hand-lettered, yeah, but it's, like, very professional and well In parts. Done. <laughs>
0: it, it, it's hard for me to imagine that Hank Canell's I don't know their, um, their bibliography, that they were, like, brought in to punch up the dialogue in any way. Because yeah. I think it's perfect as it yeah. is. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we don't know like, if it's
2: a situation where it was, like, the guy who co-wrote Pet Sounds with Brian Wilson. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like Jim Lee had kind of a, a script help with Wildcats. As yeah, it well. says
2: uh, Hank Canals is a comic book writer and senior vice president of Vertigo. Oh wow! I don't know oh. when that when he was. Shout that. out to
0: Hank. We haven't insulted them at all. He was formerly and...
2: formerly general manager of Wildstorm brand for DC Comics. Mm. It says he. Oh, it says he contributed dialogue and lettering for the first issue of Image, pu- first published comic Youngblood. Oh, there okay. we go.
0: Mystery solved. Oh. He did both. He was he was on both. That's interesting.
2: He also did the the eye logo for Image. Whoa! Ooh,
0: damn, we're, we're talking about a legend here.
2: Yeah, God tier. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, it looks like he uh he worked a lot at Malibu, so he just kind of like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, did the little hop over. He's like yeah. the fifth Beetle
0: of Image.
2: Yeah, he was. Yeah, man, this guy was all over. Shout out to Hank. He's a he's a true icon, an unspoken king of comics even though he ironically he did dialogue
0: <laughs> and he he did he did some he did some fine work here
2: yeah whatever he did whatever rob did like we're going to get into it but this book owns just if you're going to be mad about people praising rob liefeld for like 2 to 3 hours just turn off the podcast now
0: <laughs> yeah this is not the this is not the <laughs> podcast for you this is about praising how awesome this uh book is like this vertical slice you're in
2: the rob Sylum with a few rob pilled psychos sci fiers.
0: i'm the closest thing to sane <laughs> in 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 terms of rob pilled or not i'm i'm like a- ambiguous at, at 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 worst but i'm i'm enjoying all of this
2: sorry the the tall the tall panel daniel
0: yeah, no, I I just wanted to say that in in both sides of this issue, like the home home and, and away team, these vertical uh slices in, in the credits page, both like they both look really good. Like yeah, they're cool. It, it's they're not finding a fault to these illustrations is like an act of like cynicism. Yeah.
2: So so we're gonna st- we start the book off as all great image comics do with a guy talking on TV to sort of let the reader into the world. So we we got the Image uh, News Crew. Yeah, this isn't although they show up later, this isn't the Spawn News Crew. And I, I think mm-hmm. this this was out before Spawn, right? Is Sophie? this the
0: first issue of Image Comics?
2: Yeah, this was yeah, this was the first yeah. one. Yeah. So this is this is kind of a landmark one.
0: Yeah, this is starting the 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 trope or, or creating the the language of of Image. And so if
2: you've listened to the past two Image episodes, we have uh, a couple of like news anchors that are throughout the other like image books and they show up in later issues of young blood but i guess since they weren't invented yet we just kind of got like a white guy super regular looking white guy yeah. <laughs> he could be a member of a young
0: blood <laughs> i guess exactly the same look
3: yeah he's got that he's got the grimace
2: so i think i read this page like eight times because you kept trying to go in different directions yeah because it's it, impossible to read it like it if, it's an
0: overload it's got no, captions you, you just, on top captions on bottom you just go bottom. In,
3: you just go in order like a normal
2: comic page top
0: to bottom uh, are these like are these rows
2: or columns the narrative doesn't flow it's supposed to be rows but the narrative doesn't flow and they're stacked in two separate things so it's like a little confusing for example it's it opens up this is the lines Situation overseas has escalated today to a level that Americans never expected would happen after occupying the Israeli territories for only four months, self-appointed leader of the so-called Holy Unification. First panel, that's the anchor. Second panel, the anchor. So nothing has changed. A different kind of caption. So I thought this was like maybe the president talking, but it's not a different person. It's like maybe he's listening to the president and it says, the situation has indeed escalated to the point of drastic measure. I feel that my decision is a just one and that the crisis will, then it cuts off. And then it says the president announced today that he has decided to mobilize a specialized task force in response to Hussein's recent action against Cairo. And you're like, wait, who's, yeah, Hussein? who's Hussein? Then it goes to the next panel. says, Hassan Hussein announced today that the crusade has been. No, what? <laughs> no, it works. They're just like snapshots. Well, that's the thing. Is That's what we figured right. out is it's just snapshots. Like if you're flipping through the channels, of it yeah and
0: well i i was just gonna say that like it it was confusing the first time and then i just started like taking in the information without pretending that there's an order right
2: and that's the best way to do it and i think so there, i'm gonna be saying things about this book as i always do that like maybe is not the author's intention but is what is actually like being relayed to the reader which is that like mm-hmm he said on Dennis Miller, cause he promoted the book on Dennis Miller's talk show back in the day that he wanted to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of operation desert storm mixed in, but this is basically yeah. like showing how people at that time kind of took in this international conflict, which was like super at arm's reach. And you could be kind of disengaged with it. You could take it in, in these little sound bites and it's a little disorienting, but the general idea is that america is here to save the day right like there's not a lot of like depth to to what these news anchors are saying it's all kind of aesthetics and like the surface level events of what are happening but they all paint the same picture which is that saddam hussein or as they call him in here hassan hussein love it <laughs> ha- it's great has announced a crusade and in cairo and so they're sending in a specialized task force which is young blood to, to deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it also says that it's the same task force that they used last year, the government, to end the Japanese revolution. It's a crazy drop. Crazy information drop. <laughs> yeah. Like a <laughs> yeah. revolution what how like why was japan revolting against who why yeah yeah it's nuts a japanese civil war
0: maybe like i, don't I know. actually i am glad that they didn't cut to a shot of whatever the japanese revolution was because it would have probably been very like tone deaf <laughs> and offensive
2: so you know like it, it, but it but it kind of shows that the stakes for americans in these international conflicts are so low they're just television but the stakes yeah. for the other people are always like this is a revolution this is a holy unification of of people with like you know ideological beliefs and stuff but for for us it's just like ah flip what's all, what else is on tv you know which you know yeah. felt very realistic to my experience growing up in like you know the war in iraq which is like mm-hmm. i could flip the channel and see stuff about it without any kind of context of like how it's affecting people there and it's all just kind of about how our our might overseas is being reflected in the world stage. Yeah, yeah when when the sure. president
0: is talking about uh these events, he he's very vague about it, like no comment. It 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 is like a nice bit of writing when when he's answering the question like is it true that these are not ordinary troops? He does like this sort of like platitude, like I don't <laughs> think any of our troops fighting for this cause can be considered Ordinary, like it 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 does have an awareness of of uh the hypocrisy. Well it
2: has an awareness because the very next the next dialogue caption it says the unit alluded to has been touted as the most efficient and powerful our nation has. But will it make a difference in a war many believe we should not be fighting? And then they just like cut away to the next thing. They're like, We're connected here with this guy. But you know, it doesn't reflect on like why the young blood are being called into this squirmish. They don't think about it. The The book doesn't think to answer that question where they called it's, in. It's
0: Hassan. It's Hassan Hussein. Right. He's the bad guy. He's bad. He's bad guy. Yeah. The book
2: is, just, you know, like our media processes war. It's about aesthetics. It's about showing the rocket going off and having all the news anchors go, like, oh, it's the glory of the U.S. Empire. And remember when like Trump sent out that rocket and like Brian Williams spazzed out talking about how beautiful it was. It's like the same thing. Mm -hmm. They they treat it like a fireworks show. And because this book is about superheroes and Rob talked about on the Dennis Miller thing, he said like the government wanted to create more nukes, but instead they created super soldiers. These guys are weapons of mass destruction. The young blood. They're who the government sends in to get people on the side of, of like war, like the military industrial complex and all this shit. And, you know, again, it sounds like we're reading more into it than, like, it's a Youngblood comic. They have big pouches and big fucking shoulder pads. But it's also saying that in the text. So, that, like, Rob was thinking about it. He was talking about it. Anyways, sick two-page splash of all these dudes with a fucking giant guns. <laughs> <Babe>. <laughs>
0: yeah. What a transition from one page to the other.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's basically, like, here's jumbled information about a conflict. We don't really want you to know. The media doesn't really want us to know why they're even there. Here they are exploding onto the fucking page. And they just look awesome. They're all chromed up. They got cool ass clothes. The the little Wolverine guy, uh what's his name? Cougar? Cougar. Yeah, Cougar.
0: <laughs> which which I, I love it in the in the modern context of the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like a,
2: yeah. he's just like an old lady who's trying to get with young studs.
0: It's like having a having a character named MILF.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wanna mean something completely different. <laughs> I wanna imagine he just talks like like Kim Cattrall on Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh combat you must try the manhattan <laughs> all right cougar
0: but everyone everyone looks absolutely sick yeah uh, like the different characters they're all there they're all like presented to you as they like it it's very succinct in the sense that you will already see each of them sort of like manifesting a little bit of their power sci-fi is, like flying with with weird fire shit um and combat gigantic (laughs) imposing he takes just basically most of that page he
2: looked like he looks like cable fuck strife
0: (laughs) yeah yeah with like a little magneto thrown in yeah and and somehow had a baby bigger than both of them yeah well i mean if cable
2: fuck strife the baby would be massive yes (laughs) i mean wait isn't strife cable or no I think Maybe. so. Yeah, he's
3: like he, he's like an evil Cable clone. Yeah, I think. imagine if Cable yeah.
2: fucked himself. Like, what a gargantuan baby that would be. That's yeah. combat. It would be ex- it's like exponential. They would have to name that baby he's... Combat. They'd be like, oh, what should we name him? Like, I think Combat. <laughs> Just brutal force. Yeah. He's
3: got like a Galactus helmet.
0: And they have, they have like soldiers. They have their own like strike force team.
2: Yeah. I love that they have like, in addition to these, like, you know, megaton fucking gargantuan humans with like superpowers. They also have just like random shock troops that look like, you know, GI Joe background characters. They're the guys that like, when you go to the store to buy young blood figures, there's like eight of these guys and you're like, Oh, why'd they even make this toy? (laughs) like i guess it's cool but why would you even make it why are there no riptides gotta crack one open for the working man real quick daniel
0: yeah no it it pop off at the same time like (laughs) we see it at the bottom of the of the next panel like uh the the enemies yeah the enemies that are being attacked they look basically the
2: same uh but with purple
0: Yeah, they, they colored them pu- purple and white, and I think they have
2: turbans. No, no, those are, no, like, chrome no, helmets. helmets. Those yeah, are chrome helmets?
0: Is that what they are? Because they're very, like, religious as they're fighting. And I apologize right now. This Like, I'm taking this minute of... Uh, Mex Flintaya to apologize for thinking that those are turbans. Yeah, be yeah. better. I'm oh, be better. They're clearly I'm really crumb. sorry
2: to the to the community to the listeners. I love fuck. that the colorists just painted them as white dudes, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. They're clearly speaking a different language. Yeah, it's that's, that's got the little brackets. Yeah.
0: Like uh, these people that are dying, they're pro- they're just the the white people of another country, so it's fine. Yeah, I like to
2: think they're just yeah. like you know how we talked about in the other episodes, like there's like 18 different special yeah. ops. They're just another mm-hmm. like American special ops that were sent in for Kassan Hussein.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like the CIA and FBI fighting each other. Yeah.
2: That's, that's how I prefer to look at this because I think we learned that Kassan Hussein is in league with like some other organization. Like he was fun. He's funded by somebody else. But anyways, one thing that I want to point out in this is that the, the caption of the reporter as they're talking about, uh, as they're glorifying this great two page spread, is like, you know, they have to be insane dropping in the middle of enemy territory they hey, give that back! I'm a journalist. The public has a, and it like cuts them off. Yeah, which is like a great little note of like this this uh, reporter doing his job and like somebody we don't know who just like no nah, no nah, you're done here <laughs> stop. Pro-
3: probably some other young blood guy doing it. Yeah, to cover it up.
2: Oh, also the note that it's been surprisingly calm here—a change from the last three months. Which how could it be? They're on the verge of this, like, revolution. They have to immediately send in these fucking WMD shock troops when it's been peaceful here for months. (laughs) Like, what was the urgency of sending in the Youngblood team? They, like, airdrop them in. I think
3: that's, like, maybe part of the point. No, it is. Like, I
2: don't know if, yeah. I don't know if Rob was like, I'm going to make a screed against the U.S. Empire. But that's what he made which when, is great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I I looking trying trying to find a little bit more information like when I when I did see issue read issue 0 it opened up with the 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 strike force that was going in in that issue like their description is literally just enforcing america's interests both at home and overseas. Right, there's yeah. no moral, justice, <laughs> no. there's no heroics about it.
2: No. And like as we'll as we'll talk about it, like one of Rob's big things is he wanted to show the evolution, like, cause he was in the Dennis Miller thing. He talked about like when he created the young blood, what was, what was his inspiration? He says he loved basketball. So he looked at athletes as like superheroes and him being a L- huge Laker fan. He's his favorite player was magic Johnson. And he saw magic Johnson kind of like plucked and put into this like superstar atmosphere where he saw him rise to become like this larger than life symbol that every other famous person in LA went to go like, sort of go like bask in the glory of when he was playing. And he saw him get co-opted by corporations, become a huge worldwide star and eventually become like this business mogul who like ran theater chains and uh, owned sports teams. And like, he wanted to reflect a person who's like this larger than life being get co-opted by in this case, if they're soldiers, the military, government, also corporations, sponsors, and like he he did mention that on the Dennis Miller thing. So there was there was an mm-hmm. eye of like I, I think is it's hard to say that he was saying like fuck capitalism because he was he was mm-hmm. in it. The goal was selling comics, but it's critical of it, more so than the yeah, other I think, comics were.
0: Yeah, he 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 was he was definitely aware it maybe if not uh capitalism. he he he's definitely talking about sort of like spectacle and appearance and again sorry i'm bringing up issue zero again but like when they're uh introducing shaft they're talking about how he's he got picked for aesthetics yeah Yeah, as well totally like the look that they could sell
2: yeah i mean like he wanted for i i i and when he talked about it in the podcast so i also listened to him on um his podcast Rob'servation, which is kind of a must listen, but also like he kind of talks about the same thing over and over. It's kind of sick. Like I kind of love listening to Rob talk about things. I have friends it's that give me the updates, but yeah, the, the young blood episode was a lot of him talking about him just going to New York to do a signing for it. But in the middle of it for a brief second, he talks about his, his inspiration being like magic Johnson. And also he said it was an extension of what he saw in society via sports and entertainment. He said when he would watch MTV, which was on all day, he would watch these music videos and it was like, greatness, like David Fincher, uh, Michelle Gondry, Michael Bay was like the funniest third one for him to pick. because like, you got Fincher, Gondry, Mm -hmm. Bay, (laughs) (laughs) but he said he got to watch all this mastery in like clips, which again is so perfect for like him and his style and the way he tells these stories, which is like here's these like tiny chunks that you can enjoy. Savor it. It's explosive. Now let's move on. Like, let's do the next thing now. Like he doesn't have really, he doesn't have really time or the patience to focus on, on one thing at a time because he had just so, he was had so much like boundless energy. But anyways, Mm -hmm. back to the comic. One thing I wanted to know about this is the, the box, the panel where they're saying like, God save us. What is the enemy sending us now? The dudes are so small and they're looking up. At, like, you know, theoretically they're gods, but it's young blood just massive. Like, they're bigger <laughs> than God. They're more powerful than God. They're fucking young blood.
3: Yeah. I feel like I kind of wish, like, number zero was number one. Yeah. Because I feel like all this stuff that you're talking about takes on, uh, like, more weight, mm. like, after you read number zero. Yeah. Because. Of the battle. Was like, it
0: done? What? Like, so- sorry, I didn't want, mean to interrupt, but was it done before the this issue? Was Zero actually, like, a a, a prelude issue, or was it done after to kind of, like, fill in some some of this world? I think it
3: was done after. I think most Zero issues were done afterward at, at that point. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, there's the whole thing with Battlestone, where he's the only character who, like, questions, like, what's going on. Yeah. You know, he's just like, he talks about like how the government is like, you know, complicit in all this bad stuff and like he needs to bring down the system before healing (laughs) can begin. Yeah. And stuff like that. And since he's the only one who questions that stuff, they're like, they're like, all right, Battlestone, like you're out. Yeah.
2: Fuck you, We're like, gonna so, kill you're you. You're like a fugitive
3: now. Yeah. yeah, they get rid of him. And then to, yeah, feel to like...
2: prove them that they're fucking wrong, he put a little skull on his head and was like, "Fuck you guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dark now. Uh, I'm edgy." God, BJ, you don't say shit. You say BM. A lot of things are different with me, Judy. I'm more edgy now.
3: I feel like after that stuff, going into this kind of like you know mur- murderous spectacle stuff where like you know Coug- Cougar and Sentinel and all these guys they're kind of clueless.
0: Yeah, they're they're on the they're, they're they're focusing on the briefing. Like throughout all of this uh attack and and we'll we'll get through it little by little, but like most of their conversation, most of their banter is just about if the briefing is accurate yeah. or not yeah. to the they have, like, to the mission. They have like
2: zero personal investment in if it. If the briefing is accurate and if it matters at all, to doing the job of just like killing people, which to them it, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Who cares? Yeah, yeah oh, sorry. I was looking for the. I have the issue zero right here on my desk. I was flipping through it to see if I could find that the stuff with Battlestone. Well, I mean, I, I found it, but like the the specific.
0: Yeah, th- there's there's so much to speak about. Like Battlestone is is in a book of badasses. He's he's what happens when you get too badass. Yeah,
3: because like, yeah, I mean, he's you know, you know, he's he's calling out these like capitalist overlords or whatever but he also kind of just killed that like killed that guy that that they you know
0: that might have been an overreaction (laughs) that might have been an overreaction but the two dudes that died in the in the tunnel totally justified (laughs) he was like they were acting like assholes they were like what are you gonna do stop me we know the risk we know what we're doing and then they die
2: here's based battlestone Well, he's he's in front of like a of a tribunal of like, you know, these corporate spook overlord military industrial complex guys. And they're basically saying, like, uh, we don't want to make any waves. This is, after all, an election year. Do we understand each other? And he says, I understand one thing that you're all crooks and dirty politicians. And what the system needs is to rid itself of sewage like you or like yourselves (laughs) before any changes can be made before any healing can begin. You sent me into a covert situation with untested operatives. That's where your screw-up lies. Look to yourselves for the blame. Pigs, not me. This dude is base. So good. They said, I disagree with you, Colonel. The breakdown in leadership is what's at issue here. Had the proper authority been exercised, we would have not been here discussing your termination. As for the men, Boggs and Gamble, they were clones. We have no doubt we can replace them with the same way we replayed you, Colonel. And he says, monsters! First you engage in science of reanimating dead soldiers. Now you're artificially generating life. You're not gods. How long until the true positions of power are held by the unliving? And they're like, whatever, bro. Get out of (laughs) here.
0: Those those shadowy government officials are like uh, the PMC manifested. Yeah,
2: and they're in the Pentagon. It's literally just like, they're Pentagon guys. This whole thing is just like... The CIA and the FBI. Rob said it in the Dennis Miller thing. The away team that we're talking about now are the CIA. The home team. Yeah, there's
3: even there's even one issue where it shows them in the Pentagon. Yeah, the zero issue. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah,
2: the zero issue and then later ones like issue 9, 10 or whatever. Like the home team is always in Washington. They're a Washington-based superhero. Yeah. But the away team is just wherever. They kind of like go around the world without repercussion for their actions. No care, no thought. Yeah. Murdering people because... That's the mission, and they don't really put much thought into why they're doing the mission. The point of the mission is they're just there to— And really enjoying it. They're literally there to look cool while they're killing people for U.S. interests and corporate interests.
3: Yeah, they yeah. love it.
0: To not dwell too much on uh, further on issue zero after that whole tribunal thing— shaft appears and they just give him the leadership of. Yeah, the team. oh you look cool and they give him the team That's yeah because
2: he's he's like a lap dog yeah he's a lap yeah. dog and we'll get into it later like i don't want to get too much into shaft because he's going to be a second part but he is like much more complex than i think people want to give him credit for but let's move on yeah <laughs> are you talking
0: about his hair
2: i'm talking about all kinds of insecurities that this man has <laughs> he's he's a beautiful spirit
0: yeah oh <laughs> um, yeah yes so we're we're in the middle of the conflict. Let's get yeah, into it. Yeah, so I mean
2: just badass splash uh, badass page after badass page. Like, you know, I don't want to like like you said dwell too much on every single page. Just know that like there are some great shots of like combat being absolutely gigantic.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it seems like he just, just gets a
2: beast.
0: He just gets bigger and bigger with each panel. And as you mentioned... He gets bigger and bigger, and his guns get smaller and smaller.
2: <laughs> his guns get smaller and smaller, yeah. and his costume changes literally every time you see him. Yeah, it's always different. Which, like, Rob doesn't have time for that kind of shit, like, details of, like, oh, is his costume right? Who cares? He's drawing dudes getting exploded. He's drawing guy- <laughs> little dudes flipping around. Soldiers. Mm-hmm. I feel like an idiot, like looking at
0: my pages constantly when I'm trying to draw, when I'm trying to draw a page and making sure there's like a consistency page to page, like Rob transcends this.
2: Well, Kirby did the same thing, by the way, there's like some characters (laughs) that Kirby did that were never the same panel to panel, like Mr. Miracle and like some of the stuff around that era. He didn't care. He was like, whatever it's who cares. It's, it's about what feels right for that panel. It's, it's about art per panel mastery in clips, like the music videos that Rob was looking at, you know, you know what I love about this page? And there, there's some other later ones
3: too that like rereading this stuff, I noticed that there's this thing that Rob does where the ground is like a sphere it's <laughs> yeah. like a circle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just really great. Like I kind of want to steal that for like a Ninja, like a Ninja Turtles issue or something.
2: There's a, yeah. So the, the panel, Where it's combat and cougar fighting people, and you know combats like or or cougars like combat, you you, you'll find the briefings never do. That's kind of how
3: <laughs> he seems, too.
2: That's like... Yeah.
3: He's like this... He's like, he's like kind of a dandy, I think. He's not like... He's,
0: hey, he, he doesn't sound like... Uh, he doesn't look like a rough and tough Wolverine no, type. No, no, he
3: doesn't. He's very, like, well... you know, He's, like, well-dressed. He's, like... That's fair. Oh. Yeah,
2: well, I call him, like, Wolverine because he's, like, a little hairy guy. Yeah, he's pampered. Yeah, but he is, like, hairy where, like, he's hairy and he's, like, well-groomed. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he, he says mm-hmm. combat... Uh, war is just a game to you. And he said, yup. Otherwise it wouldn't be fun. Coog. <laughs> Coog, Coog. He says, I gotta admit it. This gets me pumped. And he's like fucking yeah. screaming, big ass shot. Fucking, you know, they do the, what is it? Uh, X-Men used to do where like Wolverine gets thrown at people.
3: Oh, the, the fastball special.
2: You know, they do that. Yeah. He fucking jumps at this motherfucker and starts killing people. Then Sentinel flies around. I I honestly don't know what Sentinel's deal is. He's just a guy. I think he's I think he's just super. Yeah, he's
3: yes. just a super yeah. guy.
2: Yeah. Um, and look,
3: oh look, Combat. Whoa! On this next page, he's Combat's got these like big arm bands. I never noticed before.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're colored metal. I feel like this is a case of maybe the colorist uh, just choosing to color. It no, differently. but it's clearly like
3: yeah, it's this. a different thing. It's a different shape entirely yeah and on the previous page he had yellow
2: gloves and then on the other one he has mm. chrome hands but big yellow gauntlets
3: yeah and his his side his like mutton chops aren't sticking out of the helmet oh anymore.
2: no yeah
0: you're completely right yeah. uh, like when when sentinel shows up
2: this is a different guy <laughs> <underneath>. <laughs> it's a completely
3: different character
2: yeah, one of, the, one of the things I wanted to note was I, I was reading the Grant Morrison book, as I always do. It talks about Rob as, like, you know, he was the superstar of the group. Like, you know, he was all fashion and, like, you know, aesthetics. And the part where they say, like, oh, is War just a game to use? Yeah, otherwise it wouldn't be fun. I'd written down the line that Morrison says in there, which is that for Gen X, the forgotten demographic, two kids to merit their own movement, two depoliticized for manifestos, like, that. this was the perfect book. Rob was the perfect creator, but I don't think that like Morrison gave Rob enough credit. I feel like they sort of looked at it at like surface level and not like the underlying shit about it, which is like, that's kind of the point. Like they're, they're right about that, but, Mm -hmm. but that is in and of itself, the manifesto, which is the politics, the consequences, the wars, that shit didn't matter to them. What mattered to them was, the what was cool and fast and hot which were the the machine guns the fucking airplanes you know tom cruise flying around in top gun like that shit was was real life yeah it's easy to take this superficially
0: it's really easy everyone uh every comic critic that wanted to be funny did
2: yeah yeah it's so it would be so easy to just say oh look at the panel like uh, his his abs looks poorly drawn compared to like I don't know like Jim Lee or whatever. It's like why does he have eight abs? Like why the fuck does it matter? Like look at what's look at what they're saying. Look at what they're doing. They're fighting this foreign conflict for for nothing, and they're all aware that it's a pointless military, just sort of a uh, like takeover of on a global scale of the United States.
0: Yeah, and they're still just arguing about the details of the briefing.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's all like very. They just don't. They're not invested at all,
0: at best. Because because when we get to when we get to like uh, Brahma and Riptide and sci-fire they're like they're just being assholes, or like at least right, SciFi yeah, is yeah. just being an asshole.
3: fire is invested on a different level.
2: Yeah, sci-fire is the true villain of this, even more than Hassan Hussein.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: because wh- where the- Hassan Hussein is fighting for. His land and you know like i said like if this is meant to be saddam hussein like if you know the history of him he was a rebel soldier that rose up through the ranks and like you know he became a vicious tyrant but a lot of that was through cia infused cash and he was put there by the u.s military on some level right yeah like listen listen to blowback (laughs) shout shout out
0: i saw the the adam curtis documentary as well touched up touched on this as well.
2: We we're uh, we're true Curtis heads, we're true Chapo heads. We know all about this stuff. <laughs> we didn't want to get to on this cuz we're talking about young blood. So, yeah. Anyway, so maybe Hassan Hussein's yeah. story is different, but if it's the same as Saddam Hussein like, we already know what it's about. He was, a, he was put there in part because of CIA interests, and now here's the CIA going to kill him, just like we did in real life in the war in Iraq, at yeah. <laughs> Desert Storm, at the, you know, with at the attempt. But go ahead, Sophie. And on this next
3: page, Sci-Fire goes, I should have bought this land. I've always wanted beachfront property.
2: Babe! Yeah, babe. There's babe there. <laughs> yeah, babe with, like, two exclamation points. But, yeah, he's the... He is the landowning uh, ruling class elite. Like he Yeah, he doesn't
3: give a shit.
2: He doesn't give a fuck. You know, yeah, he's like
3: the ultimate like colonizer or whatever. <laughs> right. He, he just comes in and talks about how, you know, like he he wish he could turn it into a beach resort and then he just blows everybody up.
2: Yeah, like he gets into it, uh we first of all we see a beautiful shot of Brahma's ass like Brahma in uh. this book Brahma has the best ass of anybody. Yes. Like let's oh, just acknowledge yeah brahma's ass is yeah. like two beautiful that's bowling balls like it's it's a true rump you know that man's thick yeah
3: his butt's just like circles
0: yeah
2: daniel was sending me stuff about the book last night and he was just and like toned. he was like why is brahma so thick i was,
0: like, I I was hypnotized <laughs> like i was not ready to turn the page and be like confronted
3: i love riptide on the previous page at the bottom
0: yeah i feel like, like that that sort of shot in that her... in in the the next page too like
2: yeah like her hair just looks so good yeah riptide who could control water we don't really learn a lot about her but we do find out later in the comics she's such a babe that she does playboy yeah i love her
0: Mm. it does like they do say that it takes all of her energy to get any kind of moisture there where they where they're fighting so yeah she must be pretty powerful to be like straight up riding waves in the middle of like this israeli territory desert
2: yeah, so they run up on Hassan Hussein's, hid- you know, his, like, hidden uh, bunker hideaway thing, and she's just, like, blowing up tanks with, like, water spouts or whatever, and what's his name, Sentinel? It's just, like, exploding yeah. troops, and they're so tiny, they're like ants, and they're just yep. exploding these fucking people.
3: Yeah, that that's even what Brahma says, he's like, ah, they're like flies, you know, it's, like, kind of fucked up.
2: There, there, there's
0: these little moments... I feel bad because Brahma doesn't get any
2: kind of yeah, personality he really, here. He doesn't really get to do it. He's just there for his ass. Let's be real. Yeah, he already
0: has the fattest ass in the book. <laughs> yeah. like, no need to give it too much dialogue. He has
2: the fattest ass in the book. You want him to have a personality too? Get out of here. You're asking for <laughs> <Yeah>. too much. <laughs> Man,
3: I love, I love the colors on the Brahma ass page. <laughs> yeah. I, love, that I love that pink that pink building. It's so that gross. kind of
2: stuff is what I loved about X-Force. I feel like X-Force was much more dynamic yeah. with the coloring like this, this book, they try to do a little bit more airbrushing, which I love when they do Chrome stuff. Like this book does Chrome better than X-Force, but X-Force is much more graphic. Shout out to our last guest, Sarah Horrex. She wrote an article about how good the coloring was in X-Force that I, yeah I, remember that. I loved it. And I still think it's great. Um, a shout out to her because she finished her her book and she posted, you know, a video of her flipping through it. it came back from the printer. It looks great.
0: Aorta number three. Shout check out. Check it out.
2: Yeah. Um. Oh, so, you know, and speaking of Sarah Horak, speaking of shout outs, uh, check out our Patreon. <laughs> oh.
0: This is a good time in the discussion to bring up our Patreon. Yeah. No,
2: it's not. Let's continue. to. <laughs> so they run up. Right. They run up on Hassan Hussein. They
0: blow into the bunker, but there's this there's this one moment where where they are they're almost caught. Like, uh, sci-fi is like, "Stay alert. This is an unknown." Very, uh, and and the panel get, that follows is blasted. honestly incredible. Yeah, that like some of the most impressive comics work that, like I I've seen while we're while we're doing these reviews. Like it it feels, like. I I I am just going to talk dumb words so if y'all want to talk about it but this they, panel I just wanted to say that I loved I it. I mean it's
3: all it's all pink which I love but there it's it gives the you know it's really good at conveying that they're having a
2: hard time what i kind of love about it is that they're still beautiful so it kind of looks like they're dancing in agony Mm -hmm. yeah a little bit yeah (laughs) it feels like they're in a nightclub because of the shadows because of the lights it's all yeah neon
3: tides up there all like contorted and sexy or whatever
0: the hand-lettered screaming in the back yeah yeah it's just they just still look Uh, beautiful uh, uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) well the last one is just a bunch of h's
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's just a moment because that, as soon as that panel's done, they're good. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: And then we yeah, see. Yeah, like, sci fires is just, like, back flying again. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the, yeah, this is the panel with Riptide's hip in yeah. the foreground.
2: Hassan Kusain is there with these Great. two giant robot goons. And, uh, you know, sci fire says, Nice touch, Hassan. An energy field that disrupts the synapses. They never would have thought of it. But then again, they didn't have to. Which, again, implies that, like, they're funding it like they don't have to because it's like yeah yeah, those robots where do you think you got them you didn't
3: yeah this next this next page is like the most fucked up part this is
2: all part of the game but yeah oh and i just yeah i do want to point out that we see riptide's beautiful hip on the corner right (laughs) getting (laughs) his shit off real quick just like we already got two giant crow robots why not have like the foreground be a babe's hip looking beautiful (laughs) yeah then we cut to uh sci-fi basically saying that they don't know that I could have taken you out from the United States when you least expected it. He's super yeah. villain monologuing at this he's point. He's super villain monologuing yeah. at this point. And he's saying yeah. like we didn't have to come here and kill all these people. This is just for show. This is just for yeah. the cameras. Uh, Hassan says, how can this be? Attack. And he says, but I wanted to do this personally. It's not even it's not even really for the cameras because it's all covered up. He's a
3: psycho. He's like American psycho shit. Yeah, it's just for like sci fis bloodlust that's all it is
2: yeah no him killing hassan hussein is not for the cameras as we'll see because they're gonna right. they're gonna say it was a suicide but them killing all the other people outside that was for the cameras the the drop-in was reported about remember like that was all on. Mm-hmm. yeah but
3: then yeah but then they they you know the reporter or whatever got silenced
2: yeah because it's about the drop-in though it's about the splash page it's about the yeah. the cool shots yeah, yeah, but this true. is in the bunker. This is this, yeah, is, this
0: is away from behind. prying eyes. You know, we see yeah.
2: outside. Cougar and combat are still like doing their little team thing.
0: They're fighting um, on a, on a nondescript sphere. What
3: is okay? So in the first panel on that page, what are those green? Oh,
2: they're curtains because they're inside his bunker. Wait, oh, okay. Yeah. I wondered that too. I was like, is a green spawn in here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's very, there's very big green curtains, but they're just curtains from uh, when they, when they jumped into his like little compound. Yeah. So yeah. we see them fighting mm-hmm. these robots and we see combat talking about, I'm built for combat. And he's just smacking the fuck out of these robots. Again, another great page that is the kind of stuff that I don't think Rob gets credit for. Like, and I know partially because like he would crib from other people. Like he was He would take things that other people artists did and just kind of like add his aesthetics on it. But like the chrome rendering on his arm again, different, completely different costume. Doesn't matter. This is a completely different design at this point. Totally changes. Yeah, he threw off all his armor, his helmet. He's just like, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. I. It reminds me of like when I was little and I would look at the lowrider magazines like my that my dad and uncles had, and they all had like the same kind of chrome rendering on the lettering. Yeah. (laughs) It yeah, yeah. <laughs> just feels very like that airbrushing style. So yeah, it's good.
0: like a it's like a gradient from sky to desert, perfectly in in like a mirror color palette.
2: Yeah, it's neat. This man has lowrider chrome all over him.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, here's here's another on that page. There's another like sphere ground.
2: Yeah, it's
0: a good it's a good thing. It makes it
2: more dynamic. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like it. it it's
0: sort of like Rob's shorthand for a fisheye lens. Yeah.
2: Also on this next page combat has changed again. Yeah. He's combat has changed again.
3: His, his ears are huge. Now he only has one metal arm and now he's got yellow gloves.
0: (laughs) This drawing is sick. And he doesn't have the boots anymore.
2: That's what, (laughs) yeah. He's got knees now. He doesn't have knee pads on. That's the thing is like the drawing is so sick that if I was looking at it, unless I went flip back and forth, keeping up with continuity, I wouldn't know or care. So yeah, like yeah
3: I don't know when when I was a kid this was like a main thing that I focused on.
2: That his costume was different?
3: Yeah because like when I was a kid I didn't you know when I was like 12 I didn't understand that like it was like a like a mistake or you know or whatever like I didn't get it like I thought there was like a point to it.
0: Maybe this is battle damage.
3: I was like oh his ears grow. I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> and you're like oh like his gloves like is that his power like Yeah, He can make gloves, you know, like, I didn't understand. I thought it was, like, a a story point.
2: Well, he's an alien, so maybe there's something to do with alien genetics or something. Yeah,
0: I see this as battle damage. Like, this is cutting to a point in the battle where he's lost a little bit of his metal sleeves. And he picked up some gloves.
3: And, like, you know, as, you know, I've been drawing comics for a long time. Me, personally, like i you know often draw pages out of order
2: yeah Mm -hmm. you
3: know and sometimes i'll forget a character's gloves or some accoutrement or something and not realize it i mean listen i'll cop to it right now the
2: book i'm working on right now there's a character that i that i that i drawn that i made his comp suit so complex (laughs) and so annoying and he has like tattoos and i'm just like you know what i'm gonna change this from panel to panel for what suits me (laughs) it doesn't (laughs) need to be the same when it's done it will not matter. But the energy, the spirit is there from panel to panel. The energy matters more than the details, uh, like the, yeah, the continuity. And, mm-hmm.
3: and like, I get that. I get that now. But like, yeah. as a child, I just didn't understand. And
2: and to be fair to Rob, like, or in fairness to, I guess, Rob's critics on this one. I mean, these are huge differences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like a completely different in character. In fairness design. to Young Sophie, like he has massive ears on this panel and not the other one. Right, yeah, um, but it's still like it still rules, so I'm, I'm giving Rob the huge pass because I think it's sick.
3: And the you know, the in the store, like the flow, it still makes sense and everything, so. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, the thing that that also makes it work for me is like there's all these pages when there's action, which is usually when he will be like egregious about the costume continuity errors, they're like four panel pages. So, like, you're reading yeah. it super fast. You're reading it like it's manga. You're reading it. Yeah. You're not, like, staring at the same thing for a long time.
3: I really like... I'm noticing more, like, going through it again. I really like how Rob was inking, like, smoke. Yeah. Sometimes it just... I don't know. It's got this kind of, like, European quality to it. Uh,
0: it feels
2: super Mignola-y to me.
0: Yeah. The the panel that's, like, right next to the, the big one feels like it could have been a Mignola panel. Well, like, yeah, if no, you read so that
2: issue of Mignola's X-Force that he filled in mm-hmm. for Rob, like, that's when I was like, oh, like, Rob's doing the same thing, but Mignola, <laughs> like, you know, I think Mignola has a better handle on, like, this is my estate. Like, he created this thing. He This is the way he draws. This is his vision. Rob is just borrowing from that when he needs it but he's all Mm -hmm. over the place like he wants to also be art adams he wants to also be jim lee he wants to also be you know these these manga artists like uh the ghost in the shell person i forget their name shiro whatever he wants to be that he wants to like he wants to do everything at once so like i said he's like a curator of different things the pieces don't always fit together but when they do it's kind of magical and when he gets an inker who, like, will do all of that, like, who will make it, the pieces fit. Youngblood 6, 7, 8, it's incredible. I love those issues, like, unironically. I think they work so good.
3: Yeah, I kind of, I kind of prefer when Rob inks himself. But yeah, I get what you mean.
2: I, like, I like it from the energy point of view, and I like it when it's, like, I, I like the the rough edges of it, because another thing Morrison talked about is, like, it's kind of like punk music, where it's, like, bands that were playing songs, when they didn't really know how to play the instruments, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: I, yeah, and I like that. It's
2: rough, and his influence in that it created all these other bands that did that. Yeah. But there's only one Sex Pistols, right? And that's Rob, because Rob <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob I, is the best at it. And like, I it prefer,
3: but yeah, I definitely prefer the kind of rougher, less uh, glitzy stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like both. I like both, but you know how I am, Sophie. I'm a traditional yeah. illustrator yeah. guy. I love like,
3: <laughs> right?
2: I love the hyper. Bullshit. So, like, I, I, they both have their place. I kind of prefer the other, like, the clean, polished stuff just for my own, like, cause my own aesthetics. But I love this for, like, the shit is badass. Yeah. This is a very pure
0: product, what you get in this issue versus, like, like, let's say later 90s Rob, when he has, like, a whole, like, team in yeah. place that, uh, definitely create, creates a, like, I guess the classic extreme aesthetic.
3: Yeah, and this, I don't know, this first young Youngblood, it almost feels like like a zine or something, which
2: I like. That's part of why I like the lettering. It does feel like a zine. Yeah. It feels more like, you know, like the Gutter Boys should be reviewing this or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, if somebody had shit. done this,
0: ironically, the Gutter Boys would be all over this.
2: Since it's Rob, they'd be like, oh, fucking lame. You know, Yeah. They suck. Fuck the Gutter Boys.
0: Just call this a zine, and they would name it, like, Book of the Year. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Oh man, this page. we cut back to sci-fi and he's, he's still talking shit to Hassan Hussein. He says, you know, this doesn't become such a mighty man as yourself. Stop your groveling. And then it shows Hassan. He's just going, please, please, please. He's, I actually admire what you've done here in this backwards country. It's just that mine pays me more. And then Hassan says money I'll pay. And he says much too little. And then he explodes the heads of the two robots is much too late and then he's just like going nuts he says i enjoy this part of the job it can be a headache sometimes but i have a high job satisfaction oh shit (laughs) This is like money has no currency. Like, none of this shit matters. At this point, it's just for thrills. It's just. F- this guy is a psychopath. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah. what happens to Kusain
0: yeah. is sort of what happens to weaker people when they're getting rob pilled. <laughs> <laughs> they just blow up. Yeah. yeah. You have to be extra mm-hmm. strong to take this this level of
2: like sci fi mental if you're, uh, bombardment. Like the
3: dude in, dude in scanners or whatever just explodes. If
2: you're an artist. Uh, like, like me, like Sophie, like Daniel, if you, if he chooses to embrace the full Rob pill lifestyle, like my boy, big Gleb, who's also been, we've been privately he's, he's talking Rob pilled. This man is full Rob pilled. Like me and him have been fully Rob pilled for so long, but, uh, he, you know, he says, I do this stuff for free with pleasure. Mm. That's us. Like, you know, we, like there are a lot of comic artists that do this shit for money if they're a capitalist in their endeavors we do this shit for free with pleasure because we want to break fe- people's fucking minds like rob rob pilled speaking of which i want to point out after our last episode not chainsaw man what was the one the spawn one the matt boars episode mm-hmm. we saw that another comics podcast not as good as ours comics kayfabe they did a similar it's even worse than comics kayfabe it's cartoonist kayfabe oh my bad yeah sorry cartoonist kayfabe uh they did a they did a review of spawn number one and this is the I second time this is the second time they've done it where we put out an episode and then like a couple of days later they put out a review of the comic which I, look i just think it's probably zeitgeist i don't think they know or listen the All-Star to our show
0: batman one felt <laughs> crazy like
2: that one felt crazy because it was a left field like spawn okay spawns in the zeitgeist more so all-star batman and robin they nobody was talking about that one nobody was talking about that we just wanted to talk about it because we love all-star batman and robin
0: (laughs) and we got we did like three hours on that and so with spawn we do like three hours on spawn and their videos are just like 20 minutes talking about like yeah this is nice
2: well, like yeah. you know, I don't want. It's all peace and love. That's the thing with our show. Like we're it's all we're all about peace. Yeah. We're all about love. I'm doing like a peaceful impersonation. Like here's the thing: is we love Jim Rugg. <laughs> Jim Rugg is a great artist. Oh, what an inspiration! I love, 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 love Jim Rugg. Okay, Sophie, what was that book we were looking at the other day from the Minx era? It was Jim uh, Rugg.
3: Plain Plain James.
2: Street I love Angel. Plain James. Love Street Angel. Uh, his new wrestling zine looks absolutely amazing. He was a he was an angel to me. He was a he was a doll when I met him in real life. He was a peach. <laughs> Couldn't be nicer to Jim Rugg. Couldn't have more love and respect and peace and love for Jim. We Rugg. Love you,
0: Jim. You're great. You can do so much.
2: <laughs> However, Ed Piscor on that review talked about Todd, Rob, Jim, and who's winning when it comes to comics. I do like to think of you know Todd Rob and Jim as being
3: in the exact same position uh, kind of starting out like it's interesting to see how their three trajectories have gone so far different uh, when it comes to financial gain. I mean McFarlane you know stayed true to his entrepreneurship, and he's the winner like last time I checked like three hundred million dollar net worth um, you know that's that's the winner when it comes
2: to uh the money game what. Shameless. He pointed out that Todd's net worth was higher than anybody's, so he was the clear winner. And it disgusted me as an anti capitalist, as a socialist, you know. Don't, you know, I don't want to sound too much like a. As someone who appreciates
0: Todd for other artistic reasons as well.
2: Yeah, I would never say that he's a winner because of his financial gains in comics. I get that it's a business, but the idea that Rob is lesser of an artist than Todd because he doesn't have an empire speaks more of him to me. Cause it's like yeah, sci-fi up. blowing up a mind saying like, I do this for free with pleasure. Rob, I feel like is the kind of guy where if he didn't have to draw comics, he still would. Yeah. That's being Rob pilled knowing that even if you had all the money in the world, you would still dedicate your life to doing this thing. Cause it's your passion. He'd still do a grifter thing for DC because I'm sure he wanted to do Grifter at that moment. He would still be doing, you know, these issues of uh what was it the the GI Joe book that he's doing? I don't know the GI Joe. Yes, yeah, Snake
3: Snake Eyes. He'd still yeah, be doing Snake, snake eyes,
2: eyes because you could tell that's his passion. That's mm-hmm. what he loves to do. And even Spawn. Like why why
0: is Spawn being published? Because Todd McFarlane loves that
2: world. Yeah, and we admire Todd for what he created, not the money that 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 was the byproduct of the creation,
3: yeah. And he put out some awesome toys
2: too. And like you know, not saying that people are bad for financially, you know, reaping the benefits of their work. But I I think it's so disgusting that their takeaway from Spawn Number One was that Todd made a lot of money. Sorry, not them. Ed Piscor's. Much love, much peace to Jim Rugg. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's just I would listen to that, and it honestly just like made like i rolled my eyes so hard i was just like i don't know how how ed Piscore can have a whole podcast where he talks about comics where he never talks about like what's in the actual comic he never talks about the political stuff the historical stuff the race stuff which i get with that i would if i was Ed Piscore, i would not want to talk about race either yeah <laughs> but but it's such a weird, shallow understanding of those comics. That's why we're spent now an hour and 20 ish minutes talking about young blood. And we've only (laughs) done half the issue. And it's also, I feel like, you know, pitting, pitting the image guys
3: against each other like that. It's, it's kind of just apples and oranges.
0: Yeah. We're about image United. And I mean,
3: you know, like it's fine. You can like different creators over, you know, other ones. Yeah. But, I mean, like, their paths in image are, were, like, so different.
2: It's like saying, like, yeah. who's your favorite Backstreet Boy? Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> They're better when they harmonize together. You can't do I yeah. Want It That Way with one of them. Come on. Yeah. Get it together, Ed. Yeah, Ed.
0: Step, step up your game, man. You're gonna, or you're going to lose Jim. You're going to lose Jim.
2: <laughs> shout out for uh, the shout out that they gave to us, though, because they were reviewing some other thing. And we one of our listeners sent us a little clip. He
3: did, he did the, next, uh, the, the, uh, the Flex Mentallo
2: one. Where they accidentally, he meant to say Flex Mentallo. He said mechs. We're taking over that, honestly. Rent free. We, we have to pay for a domain space, but we're living rent free on his head right now. <laughs> shout out. Hey, shout out, Eddie P. Anyways, back to the comic. Cyforce just blew up Saddam Hussein's fucking head. <laughs> but not for financial gain, just because he no. was like... No, because he loves yeah, it. He, he loves it. Like he's it. Like he's yeah. a passionate he's... psychopath.
3: And then he's gonna turn, you know, his the country into beachfront property.
0: Am I the am I the only one who thinks that Sci Fi looks most like Rob Leefield during that era? Um,
3: I guess um, so.
2: No, he's not blonde. Yeah, that's true. Okay. No, I feel like he looks more like like a Tom Cruise type. Mm. Like I don't know, he's he's got like that haircut, but he's not yeah. he's not a surfer dude. Rob Leefield always looked like a superstar actor. Yeah, he's a. He's an absolute legend. I remember.
0: I remember. Uh, Wizard Wizard magazine did like a casting call, but for the image creators. Oh, so really? Weird. <laughs> and and I think for Rob Lee Field they had like young Matt Damon.
2: That was that was a fake thing. That was like somebody recently. That wasn't. That was like a meme. No, 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 no. I'm I I I can
0: almost swear on on sure. sacred wasn't, things. It was
2: a meme. He's wasn't he's...
3: Matt Damon like a child at that point? Yeah. No, he
0: was. He was doing like uh, already doing like Goodwill Hunting stuff. Bro, it was really? a meme. Let's just move but, on. All right, all right. <laughs> when this see. when Let's this see. thing is done, when this issue is, I mean, when this episode is done, I'm gonna be posting about this.
2: All right, I'm glad. Happy for you. <laughs> let's let's now, let's move on. Let's I'm move curious. on. I'm curious.
3: I'm curious. How old Matt Damon? Oh, you're right.
2: It was it was real. I mean,
0: Good Will Hunting came uh, happened in
3: 1997.
0: Yeah, which is which is by the time the image creator legacy was cemented enough. Where right, let me, was let me let me correct this.
2: I don't I don't care. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> is just, this is a terrible tangent. This is a terrible tangent. We have a whole other half of this book to get through. Yeah, we haven't even got to Bad Rock yet. We haven't even got to fucking Bad Rock. We're going to lose our minds when we get to the next issue.
0: The next half of this book is
2: amazing, I'm sorry. We're going to lose our mind just like Hassam Hussein when he got exploded by sci yeah.
3: I love on this page where uh, Cougar goes in like lowercase letters, He did it again.
2: Yeah, I love that too. He's <laughs> yeah, like, like, that. like
3: Sci-Fi is just going around like blowing up the heads. Of like various world leaders.
2: I love Cougar or not Cougar uh, Combat. Who's like a, uh, he's like a like a Klingon warlord yeah, guy. He's, he's just yeah. like, where's the uh, Where? like? Oh no! Like you yeah, like, like this is
3: even too much for, for combat. combat. Yeah,
2: and yeah. then Cougar's like, he did it again. Such a Samantha. I love
3: the little. I love the lowercase letters. <laughs> yeah. For that part, you're That's right. It makes so him foppish.
2: It makes him dandyish. Yeah. I love it. Oh, the next page the ne- is my well, Sorry, the next drawing. the next panel owns though. It's it's sci-fi, an absolute psychopath going such style, right. such yeah, finesse. Yeah. But your timing <laughs> stinks. Yeah, because they missed it. We just see like the the bloody legs of Kasam Hussein, whose like head has been exploded all over his body.
0: Yeah, combat is in a new outfit that I that I really like for this one panel. Yeah. Oh, it's like an exposed <laughs> top
3: yeah like he's a his straps have disappeared and he just has like like yeah like his like an off the shoulder mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of jumper
2: i love how mm. the colorist is like giving up like all right i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah he's like he's got two chrome arms how about that
3: yeah i mean that's what he started with so
2: yeah but in like part of it he it's not rendered <laughs> to have two chrome arms because it doesn't have the right, lines right. it doesn't have the uh colossus aren't lines yeah but anyways, next page is the great sort of like cartoony cartoonist.
3: Yeah, this is this is yeah. my favorite page of the Away Team.
2: This should have won him an Eisner. Just like
3: that cougar drawing with like his two hand his hands on his head. He's freaking he's out, like, man. He's like, oh boy, in like lowercase again. It's great.
0: Yeah, I like it. everyone's having their personal
2: reaction to fucking sci-fi. Right. Yeah, about what a lunatic he is. I love I love uh Sentinel be like this one's going to be tough to explain and, and like uh <laughs> fuck it, what's her name uh Riptide is Riptide. so over it.
3: Yeah, way to go. Brilliant. Although I don't know. Like do you think she's into it cuz she has like two <laughs>
2: no, exclamation she, points. There. But look at her face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like no. It's Brahma, tough to say.
0: Brahma has the, exactly the reaction uh, I imagined from Brahma.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's, oh. he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> I imagine Drama has, like, Putty's <laughs> voice from Seinfeld. All right. Oh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: my
3: God. Velch. That's so good.
2: Yeah. And
0: I feel like this this page immediately gets, like, the best last page punchline ever. Like, they're all, like, pissed at Sci-fire sci-fi sci-fi knows that he's going to get away with it. And yeah. once we finally,
2: like, turn the page, the punchline. Well, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, one thing I want to note about this is, uh, mm-hmm. like he was really having fun with the stat machine who, like whoever owned that, he was just <laughs> collaging. This is the most zine page there is. Cause he's just yeah. like Xeroxing the same, like two, three drawings and like placing it around. Very good. Very mm-hmm. good. Very digital artist of him. And I also love how right here, sci-fi looks like fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, The does. whole book, they've been
0: giving him like <laughs> basically Spider-Man's color scheme.
2: Yeah, he just looks like he's Spider Man with his mask off.
3: Yeah, I could have sworn in the first page, Sci fire had like white and blue or something.
0: I'm
2: scrolling. I thought he
3: did.
0: It's like I'm, I'm he,
2: looking
3: in the cover during the double
0: page spread. Mm. In mm. the when he's dropping, I feel like he's so far yeah. away that it's it's hard to tell.
2: Yeah, yeah when right he's again. when he's dropping, he's wearing white and gray. Oh, white and
0: gray. They should have kept that. That's cool.
2: I like I like that he's free to change colors yeah, i feel like yeah. it, his suit is like a mood ring
0: yeah his arms are sometimes red sometimes they're gray and then the the gloves are red sometimes the arms are red and the gloves are gray <laughs> yeah We're, like it's not about thinking about those things like this comic isn't about what color sci, sci- sci-fires arms are
2: the fact that he's uh that he's wearing like a spider-man suit and he's kind of like a vicious sociopath with like yeah, with violent tendencies is i feel like that's todd McFarlane. Mm.
0: this is a secret secret image meta commentary secret
2: image meta commentary I think that's Rob, Todd I think that's the Todd father hearing
0: this, is that Todd
2: is, is Sci-Fi or Todd is, is he the Todd father I, I love his podcast where he does his Todd impression I can't no, do it but it's, it's so crazy. funny
3: he makes Todd sound like Richard Nixon or
2: something exactly it's a violent psychopath murderer right, like Sci-Fi. Right, right. <laughs> um but Canadian, though. But yeah, so like Daniel said, the next is the ultimate punchline to this whole thing, which is that we see U.S. today, not USA Today. I think yeah, they didn't want to get sued. Todd Todd on the Dennis Miller thing was very conscious that he did not want to get sued. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he said
0: – As opposed to Todd, basically.
2: As opposed – definitely. As, Todd was begging someone to sue him. <laughs>
0: He's constantly naming naming things after real people.
2: He's like, I want to go, I want to represent myself and make you look like a fucking asshole on the stand. Yeah, so the USA Today headline says Kassan's terror ends in suicide. Mm-hmm. This is from K H Canals. Big shout out oh. to Canals, the legend. It says after only four months of U S involvement in the Israeli occupation, self appointed leader Hassan Hussein was discovered this morning dead of an apparent suicide. The death of Hussein left rebels without a cause resulting in a quick surrender to armed forces. Rumors of the Youngblood international task force was mobilized have not yet been confirmed. However, eyewitness reports support their presence overseas. Hussein apparently unpinned a grenade while holding it in his mouth. A note found with him uh, with his personal belongings stated that he felt the end was near suicide is something common escape. And then it like cuts off because of the side of the page. Yeah. And at the very bottom, it says, pow, smash, kerplash, Marvel comics may be headed for bankruptcy. I think that was taken from a story that I had read.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, but see,
3: like, okay, so this story or this, uh, this little article, it's all like rumors that Youngblood was involved. Their presence has not been confirmed. So I feel like, you know, like that's what I was talking about when I, mean, I don't feel like them dropping was for the cameras.
2: That's what the home team is But for. what's the top part say, though? What do you mean? Battlestone still at large with private brigade. Oh, like yeah. people know who the young blood are. They want oh, it to be no, seen yeah. there. They want it. No, to be seen no, there. they get
3: it. But that the home team is, are the camera people at least at this point.
2: All right. I mean, yeah, I, I feel know. like it's, I feel like it could go both ways. I feel like yeah. they're supposed to be seen enough to be report to be rumored there. If anything, that's true. Yeah. That this will all come back up to play in my wrap up. I, I wrote a, I wrote a thing. But uh, oh, this this whole thing, by the way, this whole yeah. thing with the with the dictator killing himself or whatever, it reminds me of two things. One, of course, one of my favorite things to talk about in the show, Allende's suicide, yeah, um, where he shot himself in the head after being surrounded by the CIA in in Chile, nineteen seventy six, nine eleven, and also it reminds me of this this recent uh, thing with Joe Biden launching those airstrikes in Syria and how quick the the cover up was like he killed like 22 people in that airstrike. But then they put out a second story that was like, well, he he said no to a second airstrike because he heard there were women and children around. And it's just like blatant media propaganda cover-up to make U.S. intervention overseas sound humane and just when really it's still murderous and should
0: not happen. Like it's somehow good that it wasn't two airstrikes as opposed to one. That would have killed... One. Yeah, yeah like
2: just... luckily he didn't kill more people. He's a great guy. Like this yeah. thing is like... The media just lying. And again, this shows that Rob has a definite self-awareness about the story that he's telling here.
3: Yeah, she's, you know, it's trying, the media trying to make it more palatable. Yeah. Or the, the the powers
0: that be trying to make it more palatable. Rob has a, he has a nose for the BS of the media.
2: Yeah, and not saying it's like a revolutionary concept or whatever. Like I'm sure that was like a thing that was common, you know, like being cynical, being Gen Xer, being like a get, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But... It's, it's not the jingoistic sort of take that I think people want to pretend like ta- like Rob is an airhead who doesn't have any understanding of like global politics and this stuff you know what I mean yeah absolutely like the Wildcats did, did not have like an anti-imperialist slant really I mean they did
3: make Dan Quayle an alien
2: they were pretty anti-demon yeah <laughs> they're anti-demon <laughs> They were it was anti deep state but not anti imperialist like overseas right, right, stuff right. like that. Spawn definitely wasn't. Spawn was about, you know, what's going on at home. Spawn was also pretty anti demon. <laughs> Spawn anti demon <laughs> as well. Youngblood eventually will get anti demon
3: when they team up with Wildcats.
2: You know I have I still haven't read those, but I was thinking oh. more when with Lord Chapel. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a not a good guy. No. Not not the best. <laughs> So then we get to the second part of this comic, uh, which is the home team. Now, as I said, this is a flip book. So we flip to the other side and we see the actual iconic cover from this book, which is all the sickest fucking characters that Rob has together. At last, we got Badrock, who's a giant badass teenager with with more power than I think he's aware of and is able to control. He's still growing. We got combat again. Yeah. <laughs> this is a new the combat. Com-
3: yeah. A completely new costume too.
2: Combat again, which I love because the other thing said like, okay, here's the team. This is who's going to be in this side of the issue. All right, cool. We looked down that thing, all the characters. Uh, combat was not on that list. Combat's on this list. Yeah. I'm not really <laughs> sure what that's all about. They just wanted to, just wanted to use combat, which I get because yeah. combat owns, but you know, yeah. so we got bedrock, combat, chapel, chapel, Who is uh, the CIA agent who killed spawn when he was alive Al Simmons. Yeah, he's hot. He's a hothead he has like no morals and uh, He's literally plagued by death.
3: I wouldn't say he has no morals because in Number zero. He is like the moral compass. I was about
0: to bring up issue zero as well. Yeah. Yeah He's like the guy like you can't kill you know, innocent people. They, you know, or and yet, and yet, in the in the description, like when the character appears, and it's like Chapel. Like the description in issue zero is like stone cold killer. Right. Yeah, and yet, killer he's the one higher. who gets upset that Gamble gets sucker punched yeah, to that's death. Weird.
2: Sorry. So he's got a he's got a very specific moral code. Yeah. Um, to death. That that varies based <laughs> on what he's doing. He's a hothead. Yeah. Um. So yeah, sorry. Probably not. No morals. Then we got Vogue, who's a babe, a Russian ballerina. I had to read a little bit about Vogue because they don't get into her backstory here. But later on, when we are reading, we find out that she's Russian and a ballerina. She never talks in a Russian accent,
3: which is good, I think.
2: <laughs> I wish she did though, because I love, <laughs> I love Russian. I love when people have Russian accents. Like I love when we talk to Gleb and Artyom. and.
3: No, but I mean. When it's written, when it's written in like comics, it's you know. But that's wow. how
2: these
0: people talk, though. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> one thing oh, I really man. like about this lineup, it like just the names, but also Vogue. Vogue is just was very much in the zeitgeist
2: as a concept. Yeah. And Rob just pulled pulled it. Vogue. It was En Vogue. She she also is the one that looks the most like a. Like the cover of like a Duran Duran album, just white <laughs> yeah, and purple, just that, like that that hair. Yeah, yeah. You I know, forget that artist's weird. name, but it's just like that's the co- she's the painting on the outside of like a, a hair salon in 1992.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly like that, like super pale, bright makeup.
2: Yeah. So then we get Die Hard, who's a robot who looks like Deadpool. He's a metahuman. He's a cyborg. Sorry, he he's becomes called a, a meta- robot.
0: Metahuman, and I don't, I don't get in. I they don't get into the distinction. I think that was just Rob's word for what robots or cyborgs were going to be called, and then metahuman kind of gets co opted by the rest of like superhero di- like superhero vocabulary as people who are powerful. Yeah,
2: he's robot ish, and he's yeah. It's a little unclear at first. He was a superhero from World War Two who was like their Captain America. He was like that. And then as technology grew, he got, took on, like there became more and more of that. And as we go on in the series, they'll replace him with more diehards that are just straight up robots. Yeah, And then there is Shaft, the, the main guy that everyone knows. He's an archer and he's sort of the everyman character. Like I said, he's the sort of the closest we get to like a Cyclops or a Spartan. Or, you know, my favorite version of those characters, like the 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 leader guys, mm-hmm. the boring yeah. leader guys, he's the closest we get to that. But he's different in that he's, like, younger, thinner, and is much more, like, I feel like we talked about earlier, plagued with insecurities and, like, a lack of respect because he's he's new to that job, which is different than all the other guys who are always shown as, like, in control. He's not in control of the situation. Yeah. And that's an interesting wrinkle in in that archetype. So Rob kind of got his shit off, but now we'll get to the story. So we start off in Washington D.C., and the first line, which I love, is "It's too good to be true." As we look at like these buildings, you know, gleaming in the sun, Washington D.C., perfect, beautiful yeah. day. And it's it's Rob, it's uh, a <laughs> Rob, it's Shaft, <laughs> and <laughs> it's Shaft and his girlfriend, who's like again straight out of Central Casting, absolute babe. She's got the most beautiful perky blonde mullet you've ever seen unbreakable positivity
0: <laughs> unbreakable
2: yeah. positivity giant fucking turtleneck it's yeah. great because she has she
0: i was gonna say rob's hair but she has shafts hair but the also with in long back. in the back yeah.
2: yeah yeah like i said the absolute perfect mullet and she's a, i'm actually shopping on my lunch hour with my boyfriend unbelievable sophie um, we've yeah. been watching a little bit of Melrose Place. We need to get deeper into it because yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, we've
3: only seen the pilot.
2: Yeah, but she just reminds me of like Courtney Thorne Smith in that show. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that energy, that like plucky, young, uh, we learn assistant DA. And this is uh, like heaven. This is domestic bliss for a young 90s couple. He is a CIA agent who is a violent killer. <laughs> <laughs> in the FBI uh sorry no I said CI I meant FBI FBI He's just complaining about is... paperwork. Yeah, yeah they're just great. complaining about paperwork as they shop and she say and she smiles with this big grin and says you nail him and we jail him which is a crazy thing to be smiling about.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of kinda... interesting
2: like she's an assistant DA
3: which like sounds really exciting but I don't recall her like ever doing anything else in the series.
2: Yeah, I don't think that she la- I think he might be maybe dumps her. I
3: don't know, yeah, I can't remember.
2: Um I hope I hope he does. Um I don't like her.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why <laughs> you're, not? You're just, I mean it would be great. I would love to see a breakup in a young blood comic, like how Rob would script that, how he would draw like Shaft breaking up with Shelly.
2: Why don't mm. I like Shelly? Because she's a pig. Yeah. Why don't you like her? We nail him. We jail him. That's horrible. No, that's fucked up.
0: <laughs> she's enabling his toxic traits.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you know, I like sci-fire. You know, you can like these. You can like these characters. Are we, yeah, well I like her in the sense that she's plucky. She's she's beautiful. Um, she's like semi. She's,
3: you know, I like that she's like a, you know, cold, calculating agent yeah. of the system. I, I yeah. am
0: on the side of Shelly just because when, well, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but like when when, when when Shaft has to get into the action, she doesn't complain about it. Yeah, yeah she's not
3: like, you know, you? You're like, when are you going to be home?
0: Yeah. None
2: of that. She knows.
0: She
3: yeah, knows it's not like, of go league. nail them. The kind of typical superhero girlfriends.
2: So the perfect day is broken up when he sees a crime taking place. A black man uh, runs up and steals a purse from a white lady on the escalator. <laughs> Uh I only point out the race because I I need to point out it's hilarious that he's talking to his white girlfriend and there's like a black guy who's like steals a thing and then he's like I got to go I got to kill this guy. <laughs> he takes that upon himself. But but yeah,
0: yeah. the the secret narrator says why? Cuz he's that good of a hero.
2: Yeah, a good hero can never let a crime go unpunished. So he he chases this guy down
0: He's about to really punish this crime in that panel, like what that, like his expression is about to really punish this guy.
2: Yeah, he looks absolutely insane uh, with the way <laughs> Rob draws his face, and he says, "Tis the season for giving, not stealing." Is it
3: Christmas?
2: I guess it is Christmas, although there's nothing to really indicate that yeah. that's the case. There's no decoration.
0: Maybe it's just a green and red color palette. And I
2: love the 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 thief is just like, what the fuck? Like, you're gonna kill me right now? And then we find out that the whole thing was kind of a setup for a sniper who was like off to the side to like, I guess they wanted to set up a crime that way he would react. The sniper and was counting
0: on on Shaft's racism to right. <laughs> to spot a black man committing a crime and needing to stop it.
2: I gotta say, I gotta say, I listened to the Rob observation. He pointed out that he was a big fan of rap music and the mm-hmm. Lakers, so he could not be racism. That's not something that he would ever be a part of. And this is such a Rob character that I want to say that I don't think it was his racism. Okay, I think what he hates is crime that happened to be a black man. He mm-hmm. doesn't see color; he sees crime. You're right. I retract my statement. All right, because <laughs> he's about to get sniped. He's about to get headshot by this dude who's not black. Mm-hmm. And what does he do to this guy? He fucking kills him with a pen. I, I want to say,
0: I want to say, the sniper camera that this the dude is operating cam- is sick.
2: Oh yeah, his like little gun, but it looks more like a like a chrome. Yeah, it's
0: it's a ca- it, it's like a different technology. It's like a yeah, different kind it, of sniping like, technology. It doesn't have like a to, handle. Like, you don't need to even look through the site. You can just close your eyes and go. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of wild. Who's shouting Jeff above you there?
2: Uh, it was his, I believe it's Shelly. Okay, it's got to it's got to be Shelly,
0: but but Jeff, above you, is an incredible line coming yeah. out of nowhere, and <laughs> like this this entire page is incredible. Like yeah. it, it's it's hard to it's hard to like not it's hard to not be ironic and and dunk on on certain anatomical decisions or, or things that go on. But I think that. It's really cool that this the way the way that this is set up. Um, you you can't take this as as a literal figurative one to one anatomical drawings. Like the things What's, that happen, the way the background works isn't meant for that.
2: It's like when you take something like a long exposure camera, like things are gonna be like distorted. Like he's moving so fast, but drops not drawing uh, like motion blurs. So like you know in your head it makes sense mm-hmm. like if he's moving like that that's how it would go. One of the I love about the background of this is it looks like lights like fucking speeding behind him like he's on the mm-hmm. highway or something. Yeah. Yeah, I love Just those to things. show that. Yeah. It kind
3: of it kind of reminds me of like like anime stuff. Yeah. yeah. The characters like charging. Like charging the pinks, at something or the,
0: the pinks, the yellows, the the sort of like pastels that that are used in these speed line backgrounds and in other pages as well. Always make this book look really interesting to me.
2: Yeah. Like yeah that, you know, again, that's why I love young blood. Cause young blood is more of that, less of the airbrushy stuff, but you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, he, he, he shoots or he throws a pen at this guy's throat, stabs him in the th-
0: no arrows, no yeah.
2: arrows. And he falls off the like catwalk balcony thing that he was on and into a, into a fountain. Uh, everybody's like, "Oh, that chef, that chef! Oh, that's him! That's the superhero guy!" So uh, he's like, you know, guys, no autographs. Like, I, I gotta go, mm-hmm. and like the paparazzi just immediately sort of like collides around him and like tries to get an interview and starts asking him questions about the young blood. If it's true that they were overseas, and he's like, "How do you get here so fast?" Like, <laughs>
3: Yeah, and it's interesting, like, they don't even care that, like, this guy just died and Shaft is like, the body isn't even cold yet! Come on, guys!
2: Like, who gives a shit? Man, what's going on with you? How's (laughs) Shaft doing? What's up with your beautiful girlfriend over there, yeah. <laughs> which is like, uh, Rob's always talked about. This is like a select superhero, as celebrity book. Yeah. This is the only real like glimpse of it. We get though. We do see more as the series goes on. Like I'm, I, I really love that he had this in the, in the pilot, you know, so to speak like the first issue.
3: Yeah. It's, you know, it's, he gets it in there with like kind of broad strokes, I think.
2: Yeah. Which, which work. I love that, you know, they say, like, we've been following you all day. (laughs) Just, like, unbeknownst to an FBI agent, he's been trailed by people with a giant camera and a microphone. (laughs) Hey, give him a break. He's new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, like, uh, you know... Oh, it also, like, the whole thing kind of reminds me of, like, as you know, I'm a vociferous watcher of, like, influencer culture and, like, videos about that kind of shit. You watch it impulsively. There is a an interview guy who name his name is the Hollywood fix and he he will follow around influencers literally all day no, so man. that when they're leaving a restaurant he can be like so uh so what's up with Bryce Hall how'd you feel about what he cheated on his girlfriend you like that and they'll just be like <laughs> I don't want to talk about this right now please let me go <laughs> but some of them are in collusion with them which I always think is interesting like some of them have like used friendly reporters to like go to the restaurants that were COVID safe during COVID so that they could like break stories about them and increase their fame. If I were to do Youngblood today, it would have to be with like TikTokers and stuff like that. That'd be so great. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he says, sorry about lunch, Shelly. I got to go. I'll call you. And she says, Jeff, be careful. Go nail him. So positive. Really great. Go nail him. Whoever it is this time. She's very supportive. (laughs) She's got like a little sideways smirk. Yeah, that's cool. Which makes oh. me laugh so much. Like you said, like, boundless positivity, but just a complete fucking, like, uh, police ghoul. Right, right. <laughs> oh, shit, the next, the next part's my favorite scene. So, yeah, Sophie, go off. Explain what's happening the, here.
3: <laughs> these three panels, my favorite scene. It says, Baltimore, Maryland, 1232 p.m. And it shows this kind of crazy kind of barn of a house. And the, I love the caption. It's... Mmm. That's mm. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then it shows Bedrock eating at the kitchen table with his mom.
2: A big boy with a massive bowl. He's being, right, able, he goes, I he's I being a good son. God, it
3: really is. I didn't notice how big the bowl is. That's great. <laughs> I love that. And he goes, I haven't had lunch like this since I left. Mom, you didn't have to do this for me. No trouble at all for my only son. And <laughs> I love this close up shot of bedrock. he's it's so good he's like eating this green slime of some kind and
2: it's what he, i imagine you goes, eat when you yeah. tell us you have to go cook like stew and, well, yeah, and stew all this.
3: <laughs> it's, it's not you know, it's not that far off for sure but then he go, like his phone his pager goes off or whatever and he goes mom i have to go may i be excused uh, i love it <laughs> it's so
2: great he looks so mad but yeah there's like a eep eep beep and yeah. uh it's so funny like it's so funny the, his that face in the last one because it's so dramatic I don't think he's mad I think that's just his face he just it's just it feels so dramatic because of the way it's lit the little yeah, cross hatching yeah. lines around him um just all that just yeah. everything its man
3: man I, I want to do a, a badrock book
2: <laughs> <laughs> that it, it shows his his mom who uh, yeah has the same exact haircut same build same face as Shelly yeah and she says sure honey drink your milk bedrock and her hair mom. <laughs> yeah <laughs> thomas john mccall okay okay
3: <laughs> but like she has more like riptide hair than shelly
2: hair um yeah it's well some... i guess it's a little bit longer on the temples yeah. than than shelly's but remote yeah. so I, I, yeah
0: i'm sorry to interrupt recording I think it's okay if it's the TriCast, but I I, I typed out, can we get like a five-minute break and we can get back? I'm like exploding here.
2: All right. Oh. But, but like, yeah, hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. I'll, I'll be really
0: quick.
1: Oh, man. Oh,
0: man.
3: Just the best part, too. I know. Why would he do that? I know. It's fucked up. It's like he timed it on purpose.
2: Well, he's an adult. Wait. This man is an adult. <laughs> who has bladder control issues like this?
3: I mean, you know, I know how it is when you have to like really
2: go. So yeah, what do you think he's doing right now? Um, like he... pooping real bad, like taking a yeah, dump. Yeah, he's probably just taking a dump. He said five minutes. He
3: didn't. Oh, that is weird. That's definitely not a
2: pee time. If, if he had thing. an anthropomorphic dump, what do you think his what the voice would sound like? Oh my god. It wouldn't have a voice, it would just go like No, I imagine it would sound like Kim and you'd like, uh well I I have to go now. Uh, I wanna Can you make some shit noises that way that way like uh like we can really make this scene? Uh, I I wanna I feel like uh, I don't like Logan Paul <laughs> <laughs> This, just a little Puerto Rican shit. Just fucking. Then
3: he just gets flushed.
2: Oh, man. It feels so good to be out of Daniel. <laughs> <It's so laughs> I am so
0: sorry. Oh,
2: wow. Well, you Go didn't, back? Miss, I'm back. didn't miss anything. No, we anthropomorphized your shit, and we were like, what would his shit be saying right now?
0: Oh, it's, yeah. but no, it wasn't. It was just it was just oh. number one. Sorry.
2: Yeah, sh- all right, sure, bud. All right. Sure bud.
0: Yeah, I took I took a a, a one minute shit. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All
2: right. Speedy All right. Speedy yeah.
0: Gonzalez over here and and scene and getting into character again.
2: <laughs>
0: we're we're talking about Badrock.
2: So yeah, yeah. Badrock gets up, has to rush out of the house like Daniel had to rush out to go take a shit. And uh <laughs> Uh-huh.
1: Yeah.
3: I kind and... of I kind of I don't like how cuz like look at how big Diehards panels are like how come how come Badrock gets this little tiny scene?
2: Badrock gets yeah five panels, but the last panel is his mom saying, "That's my boy." Yeah, you make I mean he's me so it's proud.
3: Great. It's great, but uh, you know I wish he got like a big.
2: You got wish he got more. Like I well, wish
3: he he got a big hero shot, like like Diehard and Vogue get.
2: Sophie, I mean, yeah. you say this, but you know how this book goes. As this yeah. book goes on, it becomes. Yeah, like, no, I know. I he becomes it. the Badrock fucking book. He's I the star get of it. the fucking book. <laughs> I
3: get Maybe it. Maybe Rob he didn't just...
2: even know that that was going to be the case. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. I mean, he's he's yeah. definitely
3: my favorite one.
2: Yeah, well, you're not alone. Like it, yeah. pa- A crucial part of when they do the relaunch is Badrock's sort of on the outside because he's the biggest star of the book. And so in the book, he's the biggest star of the team. And they tr- the government's trying to replace him with troll was a oh, tiny little weird. fucking
0: troll the maybe. tiny
2: wolverine he's yeah. like a tiny little wolverine who has like a helmet and like jumps into people and he makes wisecracks uh, yeah they bring in him and they bring in like a gambit guy who's like an australian gambit named Night. night-, night-
3: yeah night saber
2: the whole time Badrock is finding out about the new young blood members and he's like what the heck
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like too busy doing talk shows and stuff
2: yeah he's just like he's super he's super bummed out it's like him Trying to get back into like the good graces of the U.S. government, so he can be a star. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucked up. And he, yeah, he's like seventeen or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a child. So man, awesome! What
3: a man! His his care, his like face design is just so
2: good. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah, I think so it's good. better. I think it's better than the thing. Sorry, oh, sorry, Oh, Jack. absolutely, yeah. without a doubt. It's more thing than the thing. Sorry, King. Uh, I think Badrock's cooler.
3: He's just got this like rectangle eyebrows like in this jaw. That's like a bucket or whatever, like on the <laughs> bottom of his face and he has no nose. That's what like really brings it home.
2: Yeah. That's what kind of sets it off is the like the, the nose of the thing. Rambo. Stop. Whoa. Can you hear that? He's <laughs> <It's> really <laughs> yes. going to town on the mic. Yeah. He's putting yeah. his,
3: he's like trying to crawl over the computer monitor. <laughs> Stop.
2: Come Rambo's on. a menace. Rambo broke one of her uh, computers. Oh wow! Like jumped on it, smashed the whole corner of it. Yeah, just like
3: there's this big. That's why it's my, called my, Rambo. My office computer has this big, like, mirror spider web pattern at the top.
2: Because <laughs> he fucking jumped on yeah. it and knocked it over. Yep. Um, anyways. Yeah. So that, then we cut to Die Hard. Um, he's just he's charging hard. in his docking station.
0: In his like yeah.
3: pastel, like Easter color docking station. I love it. It great. looks
0: like an action figure packaging.
3: Yeah, yeah, like a playset.
0: Yeah, yes.
3: I love this pink. I-, I love how much pink is in this book.
2: Yeah. It's great. So it's a very pink book. So he's charging, and then he says, I am needed. Yeah, and then he jumps this out. time, This time, I must make better use of my freedom, which is such a crazy thing for like a superhero to say. <laughs> yeah, because it's <laughs> like,
3: it doesn't, I don't know, like, maybe it gets into it more in later issues. I can't remember. But it's weird. It's like, he's he's only out and about when like they call him to like do superhero stuff or something. Or I what? think
2: it's, that was the intentional originally, but I mean, eventually he gets a girlfriend, he starts being yeah. vogue and yeah. other, you know, he gets a life outside of being, you know, this machine, but it's interesting though. I like the idea of him as like a prisoner of the circumstances of the state, which is like, you know, he, they made him the superhero with like eternal life, but, He's only allowed to be free when he, they call him to do these fucking missions. Yeah, it's like they own
3: him. He's, he's yeah property. Right. Yeah. Oh like man, would... I love the colors in the background of that big hero shot of Die Hard. Those, oh yeah. Like, those like salmon colored shadows on the buildings, and like <laughs> the clouds. The clouds look like a like an anime background or something.
0: Yeah, it looks like modern rendering actually. Yeah. This could go on in like a yeah, normal looks, comic book. Page. Yeah, it looks
3: it looks great. I love it.
0: Before before we move on to Chapel, who is uh, a a boss, do you have to pee again? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I I got all that taken care of. I just wanted to say <laughs> that I appreciate Die Hard for being
2: a bald king. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we got we cut to Chapel in bed.
3: Another night alone. Another love, chapel, <laughs> yeah, the, another,
2: ni- another love, chapel my man. Yeah, another night, another love, chapel my man. Him thinking that to himself as he's done yeah. like, <laughs> banging his chick is so fucking funny. Yeah, it's so good. And he said, blood membership has its privileges. And he says, Wake up, babe, duty calls. She's a, mm, Mr. F- what did he say, Mr. Mr. Fulmore
3: minutes? Fulmer-, Fulmer.
2: Yeah, she's like, wants some more time with him or whatever. And he says, No promises, leave your number. You know the way out. <laughs>
0: yeah. Shaft I I was gonna call him Shaft, uh, but Chapel's like the original Drake in this scene. Yeah. This man
2: has no scruples. This man has no morals. He said, get out. So then he says <laughs> then he says inside his head, you gotta give him hope. As Shaft would say, it's good PR. <laughs> oh
0: cold.
2: Yeah. And she's just like looking at him like thinking he's really gonna call her back and he's put on like a leather vest. <laughs> as soon as he like, stands
0: up, he's locked
2: and loaded. A leather yeah. vest, red pants, a wife beater. And, like and a,
3: this a, enormous a, gun just standing there in front of her.
2: A giant chrome gun. Skull face paint. So sick. So then we cut to Washington, D.C. Not noon or anytime close to when they were, all these other people are getting paid, and they're getting up and doing shit. Yeah. This is... Washington, D.C., 6.23 p.m., and she says, It's been five hours since I was paged. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Chef's probably pacing the halls by now. They think I am at their beck and call. Let them wait. That's, that's pretty
0: good. That's pretty good. Uh... Thank you. Shout that's... out. Shout out to the Russian homies.
2: Shout out to St. Petersburg. We see you out there, St. Petersburg. We love you, comrades. This is Vogue, by the way. What did I say? Uh, I don't know. Did you say her name? What? Oh, I thought I said, oh, my bad. Yeah, Vogue is here now. Yeah, (laughs) Vogue shows up finally. Looking like a total babe.
3: Look at her, her shoulder pads are so strange there.
2: Like double? Yeah, they're like flopping.
3: Yeah, they look like, I don't know. Yeah, what a great character design though.
2: Yeah, I love Vogue. We're talking about, speaking of St. Petersburg, speaking of the Russian comrades, uh, we're talking about doing a jam piece with Big Gleb. Big Gleb, I was like, who you want me to draw Big Gleb? He said, he said, uh. The raw chapel, I said. You got it. Oh I want to do one too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can. We can. We'll figure it out. I think. What I think we should do, we'll put it on the Patreon first.
0: <laughs> We're gonna do like an Image United, but of... An
2: Image United oh, group jam with of one young one of these blood. characters. God. One of us does a quick layout, and we just do the poses that's in the layout, and then we piece them together on on computer. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we. Maybe we will do Patreon this. exclusive
0: another moment patreon to plug exclusive? the patreon i bet
2: shout out patreon.com slash mex shout out to the russian comrades we know you're out there listening st petersburg is rocking with mex anyways we get my favorite thing is an image group shot where it's like this i guess like a th- third of the page and it's like the group lineup where they're all standing yeah. together like and, in a in a lineup
3: and chapels. Crazy motorcycle just,
0: like, right there in the office. Like, can I park
2: it in the office? (laughs) (laughs) Rob was drawing sick-ass motorcycles, by the way. They never make any sense, but we later see uh, in issue 6, it opens with Colonel Bravo, Chef's dad, and he's rolling around in, like, a red future motorcycle. It would be so easy for him to do, like, an Akira bike or something, but instead he does a Shiro bike, which is totally different. Totally (laughs) different. Uh, One thing... It's it's red.
0: With this panel, like, they're all looking like forward they're talking to each other but they're looking at us and that makes they're for such see. a better image than yeah. if yeah. they were talking to each other and like and
3: like i don't like why is photon here i don't get
0: it yeah he's not even in the in the away team uh
2: yeah. chapter he's here photon just kind of is there i yeah, think rob drew him there on accident and they even point out like dude you're not supposed to be here go away
0: Yeah, <laughs> for the cia get
2: the fuck out of here yeah
3: a uh, side note or whatever Photon is an Acurin, which is what Hellspont's host is in Wildcats. Oh Ooh, shit! For real? Is that why and he's got why, the? That's why he's got that fire hair or whatever. You
2: know? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So here you go. Um yeah uh when when shaft walks in he says oh so we get the pleasure of your company tonight photon and he's like what <laughs> yeah,
3: he just goes <laughs> he just sir and, like that's all he says
2: shaft <laughs> walks away and starts talking to the
3: rest <laughs> yeah, of the group that's so weird poor, poor photon like nobody wants to talk to
2: him shut up photon you're also an action figure nobody would buy <laughs> yeah um uh, you like listen you're trying real hard you have the wolverine mask you have
3: no he's cool I, I would buy Photon.
0: Does he do cool things in the comic eventually? No. He doesn't really do much.
3: He becomes a woman at one point. Oh, that's... Ac- they all become women's... F- no, no, but, like, separate separate, oh. from, <laughs> separate from Babe Watch. Because accurately okay. they change gender or whatever, like, every seven years or something like that.
2: Okay. Yeah. So it's Babe Watch, by the way. is We may have Sophie back on to do a Babe Watch special, oh which is... God. There was a there was an extreme awesome comics event where for one month throughout all these books, they all were turned into women.
0: Yeah,
2: this that's feminism they, right there. Right, that is feminism. <laughs> that's the most they all progressive, progressive <laughs> month of Image Comics. They all turned into babes. Maybe we'll have on another. You know, maybe we'll have on another babe on the show to to discuss it. We'll do a a group babe watch. You know, and a special <laughs> Megyn special. Mm-hmm. I, I was yeah. going to say, I love these group shots where, like you said, they're all facing the camera and they're talking to each other. I got to draw one in my famed, notorious Wildcats number one that never came out. And it was one of the true joys of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I drew all of them standing there, talking to each other, looking straight. That was a bucket list moment. Yeah. Oh,
3: man. Look at, look at Badrock in that panel. It's so great. God, I mean, they're he, also great, but
2: Bad, War- but Bad
3: Rock is huge. He's like, you know, like I was talking before about his like rectangle eyebrows yeah, and how his mouth is just like straight across. But like yeah. the hem, like the top hem of his costume is like also just straight across that it kind of like mirrors his mouth. And then his shoulder pads are the sh- same shape as his eyebrows. <laughs> it's just like it just all like just comes together. I mean,
2: that's perfect design by Rock. It is great. Um, I w- also, I want to know, um, that when we were reading this, you said that there's only two people that properly draw Badrock. rock. It's true. Yep. Who are they?
3: Rob and me. Mm. <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> yep.
0: it, was a, it was a very bold statement. I, res- I, like- I respect the confidence yeah. there. I
3: stand by it. Like we went through a you know, a lot of other, uh, young comics drawn by other artists and like, nobody gets it.
2: I love Platts, uh, bad rock. I love Todd Knox.
3: Shit. Actually, I don't know if I saw Stephen plant bad rock.
2: I mean, it's a lot of like, it just looks like Rob with more details and more crazy gun yeah. shit.
3: Well, cause like everybody, you know, he's like rock, but he's not like everybody wants to give him this like rock texture. Well, they all want
2: to draw the thing, right? And he's well, not the thing. Right.
3: He, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't look like a rock.
2: He's more like that concrete guy. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they all get ready to go on this mission. They all, they've all been called here to go out and we find out that it's strong and gauge the four yeah they're they're at it again and so the young blood crew they move out and we cut to the team and we see who are these guys what are their names this,
3: uh, it's gage and, this is gauge and strong arm engage right
2: yeah. there Yeah, i, I guess gauge is the little one and strong arm is the one with the big arms i, I would have called him strong legs <laughs> gage, gage is the one with the like red face yeah, in fairness, a strong arm—he's got strong everything. Yeah. yeah, like he's strong everywhere. There's <laughs> the only weak part about him is his neck. No, his traps but, could be bigger. that strong
3: it. arm is like that's like a term. It's like a wordplay.
2: Yeah, they could go strong guy though. That's strong guy
3: is on X Factor.
2: Oh, oh, whoops!
3: Yeah, and like strong arm—it's when you you know you strong like he's arm somebody
0: into yeah. Sure, sure. And gauge
2: is gauge. Yeah, yeah I don't he, gauge.
3: I'm not really that sure what Gage means, because isn't Gage, Gage is spelled with a U, isn't it?
2: He doesn't have the earrings yet, like he doesn't have Gages in his <laughs> yeah. ears, so I don't know yeah, why they would... Not, it's not ear Gages.
3: Let me look up the word Gage. Oh yeah, here it is.
2: I like that his face paint is kind of like the Crow face paint, but if you just filled out the <gasps> lines in the middle.
3: Okay, so Gage without the U is a different thing. What does what it does mean? It? It's It's a valued object. Deposited as a guarantee of good faith.
2: Hmm. There it is. That's yeah, beautiful. That makes
0: sense. That's probably what Rob was yeah. thinking when he named this Absolutely. guy. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, it's ironic. Not it's that just... it
0: just sounds like cage. Or like engage, which is like something or you do like a gun. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah. like a
2: shotgun gauge.
3: Whoa, I just noticed that giant belt on the strong arm's
2: leg. Look at that.
0: I mean, that's such a strong yeah. leg. You need that belt to keep it from... Yeah. You need to keep that leg in check.
2: Yeah, he's got that and he's got like a chrome harness around his chest. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what, what that's about. I don't know why, but it looks cool.
0: It, it's an interesting look. It's like sort of like what if you like strip down the Juggernaut? Um, it, it they're, it's, it's good early issue fodder.
2: He's like the Juggernaut without clothes, basically. He's Juggernaut if Juggernaut was an exhibitionist. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Oh, and here we get more of the circular
2: sphere ground. <laughs> that we love um, so much. Like you said, fake fisheye perspective. Yeah, it's great. Um, so he rips the back of an armored truck open or like a paddy wagon and we see the, the rest of the four. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, what are their names? Starbright and Deadlock. Rob there loves
0: doing like this sort of like lowered hand but you can see the top, the, the bottom of the open hand. He did it in yeah. a previous panel with a shaft but it, 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 it it's like a cool pose it must mean something to him because he does it
3: it's it's the character showing like they're crouched you know but Mm -hmm. the hand out like that it symbolizes a measure of control
0: yeah he's like he's ready to attack if he has to at that moment
3: yeah i think i think starbright is one of my favorite designs in this issue oh really yeah, she's. Gold? She just looks. Yeah, it's gold. I love her
0: hair. It's very
2: glam.
3: The hair. It kind of reminds me of like feral a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just kind of kind of reminds me mm-hmm. of
2: like the Silver Samurai, but a babe.
0: Yeah, like a a combination
2: between feral and Strife.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. how can you go wrong? Looks
1: great.
2: You really can't. So then we see them get. We see them engage with the young blood who are here now. And we see uh what's <laughs> he missed his face? the you be- missed the best line though. What is it? Sorry, go ahead.
3: Where, where uh De- Deadlock goes, Da! The mere mention of that name boils my blood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Die Hard absolutely hates these motherfuckers. I don't yeah, know why he he's a robot, but he's driven by fury for <laughs> for the four specifically. No, well,
3: they set it up before. He's making the most of his freedom.
2: Yeah, um, but he's like specifically was like he has a he has it out for
3: yeah, because he punches strong arm. This, yeah, this makes yeah. us even. Yeah, he this... says, "I
2: want strong arm this time," and he said "He's yeah. all yours, die hard." And, and so then they're doing it, and strong arm immediately goes in and does like an axe handle smash. This panel is so crazy. Yeah, everybody wants to make fun of this. I, I mean, like, I kind of understand the, you know, whatever, but like, it's just like he's in movement. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, the leg could have been bent the other way, and it would be fine. But it's just pedantry that I, that always annoys me. With it's very, fans. it's a very audacious. It's, a, it's a yeah.
0: incredibly dynamic. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll say.
2: It defies the human form. But like, I feel like if you just had an action figure with low articulation, you could get this pose. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I love on the next page where he punches strong arm. He's like flying toward the camera
2: or whatever. That's a amazing page.
3: I like, I like how when you look at Die Hard from the side, those like red metal pipes like form a circle like, yeah. around his arm it's just it just looks re- like really satisfying
2: yeah it's, it's uh great. his design in general is just kind of like wild because i don't understand like the gold bicep parts of it like it just kind of doesn't make a lot of sense but but you know it's cool and then we get yeah, he looks awesome before we get you know any more action out of it we get a two page spread that is absolutely fucking iconic with the whole team just ready to attack. It almost looks like it was, you know, like the level of finish on it is so much higher than a lot of what else is in the book. I thought it was maybe somebody else doing like guest pinup because like, you know, we said like Rob's a little rougher than the other guys, but this one, he put like time energy and like, it looks fucking great. Hey, he drew the whole motorcycle.
3: Yeah. It almost looks like a promo image or like a trading card
2: image or something. Yeah. Well, like I feel like even the zero issue, they had like a bunch of shots like this where it's like a a splash page that could easily be a cover or a poster mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And Rob would like work all the way into the book to get to that moment, and you could always tell when it was that moment because it's, it's like a splash page or two page spread or whatever. But yeah. yeah, it fucking rocks, and that is uh, Youngblood number one, at the home and away team. Yeah. Oh also worth noting the first issue came with Vogue and Shaft trading cards. Oh nice. Yeah, I think yeah. I had those when I was a kid. Yeah, I think issue 3 which I have here with me also comes with Which one is it? Combat. I don't have issue number 2, but number number 3 comes with combat. Card. Yeah, me
0: too. I'm flipping through these issues
2: physically as oh. well. It also comes to it also comes with Photon. Oh, Why shit. would they do that? Why would they put him I in I like,
3: like um he's lame. I'm looking at Vogue's trading card and i like how it says uh, you know it you know it talks about how she's like um, russian or whatever and it says her real name is not revealed Ooh. and then it also says taking advantage of her celebrity status vogue in her civilian identity has built a highly visible and successful cosmetics corporate empire yes but her real but her real name has not been revealed that's awesome
2: yeah I love that she's able to build a whole uh international cosmetics line without having a name in the public. It's just yeah. Vogue. Yeah, she's just Vogue. Yeah. yeah,
3: she's like Cher or whatever.
2: Her whole like beauty empire reminds me so much of like the YouTuber shit that I watch. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> It's like, she's Jacqueline yeah. Hill or something. She would do, she, you know, she
3: would do, like nowadays she would do like YouTube videos on how to get Yeah, like, that's the move. Like your, your like white, like spawn face paint or purple, <laughs> is... purple spawn eyes or whatever.
0: Like Rob's being prescient here. Like the move yeah. would be like a Fashion Nova deal, a yeah. makeup line. She
2: uh-huh. wouldn't have a Fashion Nova deal. She literally has a makeup line, but she yeah. would, yeah, she would have like, you know, Uh, Every two months a new drop of a new like
0: Vogue exclusive brand liquid lipstick
2: sort of yeah like a whole whole range shade range Uh, inside the cover of issue three. I love that there's a rock the vote with a bad rock and he's giving Um, like a thumbs up telling you to go vote. That's awesome. Yeah. He's not even
3: he's too young to vote.
2: I know, but he's saying – it says, your vote does make a difference. Young voters now represent more than 25 million members of the electorate. Rock the Vote insists that young people can make a difference in their country and own their lives when they exercise their right to vote. To receive your free Bad Rock button and find out more about Rock the Vote, please uh, please complete the form below. That's sick. I wish I could have fucking – Rob Leifield single-handedly
0: got got Bill Clinton elected.
2: I mean I don't want to say (laughs) it, but he did though. So yeah, any what are your guys' takeaways? I want to, you know, we can't go on too much longer because I want to talk a little bit about Sophie before she has to run, mm-hmm. but what is, the, what is the takeaway?
3: My takeaway is that it is a tragedy that Rob no longer owns the rights to Youngblood.
2: It's an absolute fucking tragedy of that because yeah. I feel like being able to, like, first of all, you and I could do Youngblood. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, i you could probably do Young Blood. I I would get to do what like Photon on the side or something. Right.
0: <laughs> Ramon, yeah. you would do you would do one issue and then it would mysteriously get canceled again, and that issue would Whoa. never come out.
2: Wow, That's fucking a, that rude! Was that was a low blow. That a low blow. at least I could draw one. Whoa. I know. He would I know. Never I'm, even not, hire I'm not getting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting any chances to draw this book. Frank Wiley doesn't but, follow me. Yeah, but uh, Ramon,
3: you're you're like knowledge and insight would be like invaluable on Youngblood because of all your like influencer knowledge
2: yeah see I would yeah. I would kill a Youngblood book everyone knows this about me so your takeaway is that you just wish he had the property still yeah, yeah
3: I don't know well, it's we... just it's just a really I don't know I just I fucking love Badrock yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: So if he's well. You're Rob Pill, So that's all you really need. Is to I say love, that you love. I
3: love Bad Rock and I love Riptide. Those you are love like, Vogue. Yeah, I love Vogue. Yeah, it's they're I, yeah they're just great. I love you know like Dandy Coop, Dandy Cougar. I don't
2: know. I I would love to to read Ramon's Cougar. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, I would love to do cougar as like a Samantha.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm looking at um, kind of unrelated. Like I pulled up the big like splash I did of all the extreme characters in glory.
2: Oh fuck, I love that. And I'm trying, I'll put that. In, like, I'll put that in the show notes because like, yeah, I want to uh, see it.
3: There's so many. There's so many bad tangents, but you know, it was a long time ago.
2: You can't put it in here, but I'll, I'll post that in the show notes when you send it to me. All right. Yeah, I, I love and... that. I love that splash page. You truly are one of the only two people that can draw Bad Rob. Just <laughs> yeah, you and Rob. I love
3: him. And I'm just looking at like like how I drew those characters. Like Vogue is here. He Riptide. Brahma's in the back there. Chapel's up front. Cougar. I drew like kind of covered up
2: by Chapel. I don't know why I did that. Um, Daniel, yeah. give us your takeaways.
0: I, my takeaways in general are that uh, Rob Liefeld is uh, underappreciated goat um, god tier
3: that's a better takeaway than mine doing he's
0: doing some things in this issue like basically the ability to work on a concept that does have a, a um, let's say uh a, a, a little bit more of a sensitive ear towards uh foreign politics or world dynamics while also being like absolutely high on power like yeah. image image day power the like the the crazy things that they were up to that he was able to in this hurricane that that he was writing he managed to uh keep his sort of like cynicism his like trademark um skepticism towards uh, most institutions uh, something that he like, keeps up to this day like he's someone who yeah. one can like yeah like he, you can say that he's grown and and he's become wiser and everything but he's definitely always given me off this vibe of somebody who will never change yeah, I mean, he's absolutely. been
2: thumbing his nose at the FBI and the CIA in this book, and now he does it at Marvel in DC and, in real life. And I also love, I also love that every time, every once in a while, we'll do like a search into Rob's history for Rob's observations. Mm-hmm. And this man is almost always right about things. He was pro Bernie. He was, uh, you know, he he acknowledged that Trump, like his his populism, was going to take him over the finish line. You know, I think Rob has a keener insight into the into the world than than people. No, for such
0: a for such a, a superstar, for such a rock star of comics like Levi Jean, yeah. like commercial guy, he had his ear to the ground.
2: Yeah, I, I want to go back on that a little bit because I want to talk about when I met Rob. But first, I want to get my uh, my final observation yeah. out, which is uh, to me, Young Blood is about the empire right before the complete and utter collapse. Right. So at the time that this book came out, we had just got done with the Cold War, and the U.S. Empire felt young and new and just like right after you know the the wall fell it felt like capitalism was the way forward that communism was had to be destroyed because like you know this that that it just can't sustain like there it's not a it's not the way of the future it's not the new world order that's not how we were going to continue as a society or like that's not how the world was going to continue as like a, a people but even back then in young blood we could see the rot beneath that where Spawn and Wildcats layered up like deep state agency after deep state agency. Youngblood put those covert ops team in the headlines of the books. Like literally it was made by a generation who wasn't traumatized by the government's assassinations of Martin Luther King and JFK and all those other like leaders of the sixties, like all the boomers they grew up just like, you know, in shambles thinking about how all these great minds were like, just fucking blown apart by fucking sniper rifles and put on TV it was made by their black eyed, soulless, cold hearted children who like, grew up on Nirvana and like Ronald Reagan, who was like in movies of monkeys, was their fucking president. Conspiracy theories and the kind of like things that we sort of as a culture back then, it was just like, you know, big, major motion picture movies like JFK. And it was not like you're a, a psycho for, for thinking that they were real. As a, as a country, we just sort of acknowledge that it was real, and you know it was like candy for us, and that he would eventually rot out our teeth and brains. But at that point, in 1992 or whatever this book came out, it was fun and bright and sexy and sweet and big, and it was like too big. It had it, the the young blood comic had the promise of endless expansiveness, in, into the world, in, into like new series, new characters. Every fucking page we would just see new shit, right? but like our empire's conquest seemed boundaryless and consequence free we only saw it through the media telling us lies about it and at home our corporations only existed to create pleasure and fame and power and wealth and exploitation and injustice didn't really exist in our perception of the empire and young blood was the personification of that. Cause with the away team, we saw them going to foreign countries, blowing up foreign leaders heads, and it would just get whitewashed in the newspapers as we see in this book. And at home, they could kill people in broad daylight and they would be celebrated like stars with no questioning of why somebody was just murdered in the fucking mall. And then, you know, fighting in the public, you know, blowing up buildings and, you know, all doing all this shit that the Avengers do now. And that is the new, just pop culture, like nine 11, every fucking day. And it's like, you know, all that death is just kind of, it's just accepted and nobody really cares. But yeah, my point was that it seems like it can go on forever. Uh, Like all the indulgences, the, the, fa- the fantasy, the thrills, the fire, the blood, just everything in this book that really excited us at this first issues has the promise of like, this thing could last forever. But as we all know, it only lasted 10 issues of team young blood and I don't know, like 10, like 15 of 10 issues of young blood, like 15 of team young blood, like seven of fucking chapel. Like it was split up just like our empire was, you know, in real life, we just went too broadly too far. We were stretched too thin and it just couldn't sustain itself. It's there seemed like there was no reason it couldn't just have exponential growth. It seemed possible and logical, There were never enough teams or guns or pouches and the never ending indulgences that end up being its downfall because unlike Todd, Rob didn't have a sociopathic business sense. Rob made shit because he was excited about it. He was passionate about it and it made it seem like anything was possible in the worlds that he was creating. We weren't defined by uh, gravity or anatomy or anything, but What we learned is that it's unmanageable to draw like that, to live like that, to publish like that. And, you know, Rob eventually would just bring in so much talent, paid them what he thought was fair. He paid them like they were superstars and it was just too much for his empire. It collapsed and he had to sell it off for pieces. And because of that, he still creates to this day... And he still has the same passion. And that's what I respect about him. I don't care if Ed Pescor doesn't respect him because he doesn't have $130 million net worth. I respect Rob because he has $130 million fucking ideas Damn. and passion. So yeah, that's my review of te- of Youngblood number one. That was beautiful. Thank you, Sophie. Uh, now the whole audience is Rob Pilled. They're all bought into it. I'm oh, in. Uh, you- Rob, we love you. If you listen to this. You're a legend. You're an icon.
3: I have to thank. Uh, I have to thank. Sorry to cut you off, but I have to thank Rob before I forget for saving my career. That's
2: yeah. How'd that happen?
3: Uh, <laughs> because he got me to do Glory back in 2011. And incredible book. Yeah, I want to talk book. a little
2: bit about you know what you how, how you know how you met Rob and how that happened. Like what what was the deal?
3: Um, I had actually met Rob before at a convention. I met him. He was at he was at the the Hyatt bar just sitting there like at the, at the counter by himself and, and a friend of mine and I went up to him to talk to him. Um, and then another time I did domino fan art for him and I gave it
2: to him at a convention. Oh, That's sick. what yeah. do he say?
3: He said, Whoa, this is incredible or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't even explain like one time I drew this picture of Wolverine and he's like at a bar and he's like got all kinds of crazy gear on, not like Rob gear, but like my gear, which is like knee pads and like crazy laces on his boots and like a leather jacket, like from new X-Men, but like also the old mask and stitching all over the place. Like I have always thought of like myself of the image guys. I've always thought of myself more like a Rob than anybody else because I don't bring anything new. I just like to take things from everything that I like and he favorited that that wolverine drawing and i t- like, took a screenshot and i was like no fucking way rob knows that rob seen a fucking drawing of mine this is amazing and i remember i had friends that were like uh that's not something to brag about <laughs> and i was like i was like you don't get it i was i'm rob pilled bro like i mean i didn't know that word yet we didn't we weren't rob pilled yet it
0: still wasn't it wasn't
2: cool to them being rob pilled wasn't a thing back then kids don't understand they weren't there for when me and Sophie were in the wilderness being Rob fans before anybody else. Um, but I met, I did, I never met Rob. I never like talked to him, but I was at the first image expo and I was waiting in line to get in the convention hall. And it was like the first one. And it was like, they made it more like a convention. Now they'll do image expos and they're just like uh press announcements. They'll have like a stage and yeah. bring out creators and say, Oh, we're, this is the book we're doing. But the first one, it was just in Oakland because that's where they used to be. And they just had a bunch of the image guys come out and it was like a con, basically. It was an image exclusive con. That's where I met Nick Dragata. That's where I met a couple of my other friends that I have like to this day. But um at that show, Rob was supposed to be a guest there. And I I, I promise you, I was in line with my buddy Mike, St. Mike, Mike Dimayuga, and we were we were talking to each other, and I felt like a shiver go up my spine. <laughs> Cause I felt his golden aura like pass behind me. <laughs> I swear to God, like people think I fucking around when I say this, I felt him and I turn around. Cause I thought someone like brushed up against me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like five feet away from me talking to some dude. And I was like, that's Rob Liefeld. Like I could see like a golden aura around <laughs> a golden him. golden aura. Yeah. Like he was like, he's a golden person. Like he, he just radiates positive golden energy. And He's the only person I've ever met like that, honestly. And I've met Frank Quietly, who's a follower of mine, you know, on Twitter. Like, not a big deal. Oh. Mutual follow. Mutual <laughs> respect. But I I met him, and I just thought, this is a cool dude. I met Rob, and this man had a golden aura. Yeah, it's true. I didn't even want to talk to him. It was crazy.
3: I did. Um, After I got hired on, on Glory, I was at uh, New York Comic Con, and I got to do a signing with Rob and sit there and, like, draw character sketches and stuff for glory
2: that's crazy it was pretty awesome so daniel did now that now that you've been talking to two absolute rob pilled psychopaths how do you feel like do you feel like you're with us completely or
0: uh count me in (laughs) i'm i'm always gonna be i'm always gonna be the guy that like looks at a, a funky arm and finds it funny or like I that that I don't know if I can change that. Yeah, but that's it doesn't. But have to not. Yeah, what 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 I was what I was gonna say that like beyond the that sort of like immaturity of of mine, I can see, I can see Rob Liefeld's work sort of like there's been a sort of a a low-key renaissance when i'm seeing for example sophie when i'm seeing your work in in glory like you you managed to take all sort of like the craziness of rob's anatomy like when i would see glory's like giant ass legs (laughs) they they would they could take a whole page like bad rock um and I, I and I see that influence in other people like uh, like I see it in for example like Ryan Stegman I see it in Trad Moore um, the 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 shackles of what the average comic book fan thinks anatomy should be were broken by by this uh, legend Trailblazer Rob Liefeld.
2: <laughs> Sophie yeah what is what i like? what is the stuff that rob does that you feel like you put into your into your art your mindset
3: um i mean i don't know the big hair
2: yeah because i feel when, like... when he started doing profit that hair got absolutely incredible i mean i
3: think his
2: blood wolf oh i love blood wolf
3: um i think his like the peak of that is actually in X Force though with Feral, oh okay, because she had this like tall, like triangular bride of Frankenstein hair, yeah, and that's you know she's like one of my still one like one, like you know one of my favorite character designs, um, and I was... Riptide's hair in Youngblood kind of carries on that tradition.
0: Yeah, one one last thing I did want to say my first. Official American comic book credit was on the Profit Relaunch, uh, uh, Profit 32. Uh, It was drawn and written by Simon Roy. It was like uh, one of these issues that he did on his own. And it felt like an honor to sort of like share that comic book space with him. And sort of like uh, there was the credits page and right under my name at the end, there he was. Uh prophet created by Rob Liefeld. So that uh, I, I, I feel like I owe him, even though he doesn't know who I am at all.
2: <laughs> Rob, I mean, like, like, yeah, we are all children of Rob. We're all Rob Pilled. We're all Rob disciples. It's incre- It's it's just beautiful. Like now that you're in, if you listen to this, you're now in the church of Rob. Yeah. I, what I love about uh, just looking at his stuff, like I, I posted about his manga boots where he was just like shamelessly ripping off like Gundams and shit for like boots at one point. And it felt like a fuck you to people who said he couldn't draw feet. Like, oh, I'll draw a fucking crazier boots than you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> but uh, I, when I was looking for that, I saw this great shot of uh, Prophet. And I don't know who the babe he was with was. Because it's like, you know, it's their jumping... And it's just like original art. It's just black and white line art. But they both got these massive furry boots. Like, I've been drawing on this character in my Barbarian comic. And I was just like, oh, Rob did it already. He's fucking there already. That's so sick. But, yeah, like, when we were looking at it, the word so sick came out of my mouth, like, I don't know, a thousand times. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, that's so fucking sick. Oh, it's so sick. I think it's like, uh, like, uh. When somebody's, like, brainwashing someone, they have to keep saying, like, the same thing over and
0: over. It was sort of like, like the code word that would get you deeper and deeper into the, the Rob pill.
2: It's a mantra. It's my Rob... My Montrob. <laughs> <laughs> just say, so sick, so sick, so... Close your eyes and go deeper into the robosphere. <laughs> Chant your Montrob and get to completely Rob-pilled yeah anyways so, so, so what else is going on what else are you working on right now <laughs> uh, um just working
3: on ninja turtles pretty much
2: that must be like another dream come true right like you got to work on the rob stuff i know how much you love that and now you're doing ninja turtles you're a big ninja turtles fan big yeah. kevin eastman a, a person who unlike where the rob like i look at that art and i'm like yeah it's pretty good but like I don't have the same affinity and I don't of like the roughness of it, you know? Yeah. Like James O'Barr also kind of like rough of that era where like it was cool to be kinda of, like grimy, you yeah, know. Yeah, I love that stuff. I get that a little bit more than the turtles, but I love like the old duotone stuff, you know, like I love the the energy behind it, like just shamelessly ripping off Frank Miller. Right. Like uh and you're gonna be doing that for a little bit longer than the extended thing, right?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm writing it for indefinitely i guess
2: how's it felt
3: how's it felt
0: like legitimately adding to the canon i feel like you've you've been adding characters that have stayed and and have become sort of like part of the the bigger turtle culture
1: yeah
3: like uh, like pepperoni the little pet dinosaur was like my my big addition i think
2: I think the biggest addition that you have is the elephant character. Oh, right.
3: Yeah. Uh, R- Ramon, the elephant. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just me. <laughs> Who features in issue 112.
2: Ramon's yeah. not biased about this at all. It's... <laughs> I mean, he's the hot character find of 2021. Yeah, That's definitely. All
3: I'm it's definitely been awesome though.
2: Yeah. Like, getting to
3: come up with stuff and, you know, introduce like old characters that I always wanted to see in the comic and never made it. Toka and Razor, right? Yeah, like Toka and Razor, and yeah, and like you know, introducing new characters is awesome. Getting to like do you know official Turtles characters.
0: You you wrote Glory as well, right? No, oh no, uh, you're right, you're right. Sorry, I I blanked out on that. But
2: um, it's it's kind of amazing. Speaking of writing Mm -hmm. that stuff, like it's kind of amazing that Eric Stevenson was just like a dude at that point in time that was like like a fan that just told Rob, like, this doesn't make any sense. to have someone better writing it. <laughs> yeah, that's so And then weird. Rob was like, you write it then. And he's like, uh, okay. And then he did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to do that to the point where now he like runs image. Yeah. Comics, like, it's the publisher so weird. And, and like, and like ultra bizarre too. Cause like, if you go on image, they have like all the number ones, but because they no longer can do young blood. Like it's not on there. Like the one, the thing that Eric Stevenson got into comics writing he can't even access it even if he wanted to. Like, it's such a bizarre situation.
3: Yeah, like, what? Like, I don't fully understand the what happened with Youngblood exactly. Is
2: this the guy
0: who's doing, like, the networking for, like, lim- uh, Unlimited? I forget what this... Uh, it's it's
2: terrific. Huh? Terrific comics. It's terrific Terrific comics. comics. Yeah, so the way I understand it is Rob was, like, selling off parts of... His like line or whatever, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't I like the thing is I have so much contempt for the terrific comics. Yeah, guy, we can not talk about it. I don't like to it. read that shit. But from what I understand is like they did a draft, and Rob Rob was like, I'll take you know these characters, and that guy took Young Blood and the other ones that he uh, that he owns quote unquote, mm-hmm. and it's still just like up for dispute or whatever. But you know it's hard it's hard to say like you know somebody owns it when it's Rob's like. Youngblood without Rob Liefeld is kinda of like Yeah. What is the and point? And I don't
0: think anybody's going to buy those books without Rob being attached in one way or another.
2: And I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna publish them because I don't think they make comments. Yeah, this books this, yeah, this so guy hasn't even weird. gotten to
0: the point of actually publishing a book and yeah. all he does yeah. is get Twitter to hate him.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: They don't even like I'm Googling right now, it does they don't even have like a website
0: literally just a twitter account where they harass yeah. creators <laughs>
2: yeah it's super bizarre it's really strange
0: opposite of shout out to that fucker like
2: yeah hey go fuck yourself Shout
0: down to that bitch from terrific comics you yeah. you ruined young blood fuck you
2: Yes, yeah, Sophie, where do you, where can people find you? We should start wrapping up so you can get ready for your thing. Yeah. Uh,
3: I am at MoonCalf one on Twitter. That's M O O N C A L F E and the number one. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's my main hub.
2: I'm most, oh, is it? Yeah. I'm most active there. Oh, but, uh, yeah, that's cool. Um you are on Patreon too though, right?
3: Oh I am on Patreon. God, what is even my Patreon address? I, I never I, I never plug it, so I don't even know what it is.
2: Um, yeah, and we also
0: never plug it.
3: Oh uh, here oh it's oh it's just patreon.com slash mooncalf.
2: Yeah, patreon.com slash mooncalf. Yeah. You have I you I found out that you have a pop in Patreon and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to get that level of Patreon yeah, support. Yeah, you know, it's not too shabby not too shabby one of my favorite moments though when oh since i've been friends with you was so i will say i won't get into the details of what it was so obviously but you have tiers where people can like uh get access to like knowing behind the scenes stuff it's right. like a 50 dollar a month no tier. it's
3: 20 it's 20 bucks
2: okay but they get to know like what your plans on working on stuff are like they get to hear your pitches and all that cool shit right. about like what's going on and like I, as your friend i know all that stuff And it's always like, whoa, they're like, they're, you're pitching for that. Like, you're going to do that. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Some of the opportunities that you're getting. So it's like exciting to hear about that shit early. And I could see why you would want to paywall that kind of information. Yeah. I mean, I'm not supposed to tell anybody. So, right. Yeah. It's kind of like private information, but we, I was like looking at your Patreon when we were setting up ours and I was like, oh, uh, you're talking about how you're pitching for like this property here. And you're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you know, th- you you're not supposed to have that, right? It's supposed to be like co- blocked content. And you're like, yeah, what the fuck? And then, <laughs> that's when you found out you have to put like previews things on or whatever. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like... because it
3: it takes like the first sentence of what you write mm-hmm. and like makes that the preview and like but that the that was, the whole... was like that was the whole thing and so it was just like
0: all you're the giving point. away the goods in that first sentence right yeah She was like i'm pitching for this thing and it's
2: like uh sophie right? that's literally all
3: it says <laughs> Yeah, so you know I'm, i know i know to work around that
2: now it was a uh, it was hilarious that day but yeah you know you're on patreon shout out to the patreon subscribers the mfers and the 69%ers that are on our patreon uh, that's pretty cool daniel where can they find you uh, you can find
0: me on on twitter instagram daniel Irizarry. The usual places. Uh, I'm up to no good usually. Like, I'm barely posting on Instagram. Um, I'm hard at work on Holy West. So, if you get content from me, it's going to be a shitty meme that I'm going to cook up <laughs> really quick. But wait. Wait, speaking of Instagrams,
2: mm-hmm. you were telling me. Uh- <laughs> You're gonna bring this up? (laughs) Yes. You were telling me. Hold on. Mm -hmm. No, I do need to bring this up because you were telling me, Ramon, we should start an Instagram account. We we should. What the fuck? So what the fuck you mean we? (laughs) I said we like
0: that's a it's a good idea for you to get on. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) And I was like, why do I have to start a group page? Honestly, I I I have
0: been seeing how the Gutter Boys run their shit, and I've been taking notes, and I'm ready to usurp their model
2: well do it i'm the thing is like i you said we should do, do this and i said yeah go ahead we need, ahead. A, we need like, a hip you young young Zoomer
0: to uh get on some of the stuff because i no joke i am busy like drawing comics you are too so we're, we're yeah that's why i was as much as we can with the time we have
2: that's why it was such an audacious uh demand for me to start a page uh instagram for us I was like I was like what do you mean how when do I have time to instagram i don't i don't even instagram you don't, you my own shit you don't use
0: instagram at all you only come you Ever. only come in if the gutter boys tag you in something
2: yeah, and then I just go and like say, "Hey, what's up?" And then, but that's it. And so, like, for you to be like, "You should start one for us," I was like, "Bitch, you start one for us." There's
0: so many like social media platforms. I, I know that like Dave yeah. Baker has his podcast, and he has like a whole Facebook group dedicated to it. I don't know how he keeps that shit up while. Who's Dave Baker? Uh, yeah. Um, the the, deep dive, podcast. He, what? I don't know it. Yeah, I know
2: Dave. Yeah. I don't feel like you should promote other podcasts on our show. <laughs> yeah, that's but a little...
3: It's kind of a strange thing to
0: do. <laughs> My bad. We're I'm talking about our show. You're talking about other people's shows. You're doing... And-
2: all day, you talk about the Gutter Boys. You talk about fucking Dave Baker. And I'm talking about mex flintayo see that's the thing is like i have a one track mind i'm trying to push the mex flintayo brand you your mind's all over the place you're thinking of dave baker who i've never even fucking heard of you're thinking of gutter boys you're trying to look at their business model you're doing work for the nib you're talking about your kickstarter
0: this podcast as soon as maybe as maybe when i get paid i'm gonna start to consider doing work for this podcast right now (laughs) i
2: can't I tried to give you a mic, and you, said you because you live in a hellscape that's run by Logan Paul, you can't even get mail. You can't even get Amazon. Any mics that you island. send me, he gets Prima Nocta on. Yeah, I don't want him talking into the mic that I'm sending you for this show. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, he gets first
2: dibs. It's absolutely insane. And, uh, yeah, I got a singular-minded fo- m- focus, that's why, right? That's why I'm you're so on,
0: successful. That's why Frank quietly follows you.
2: I'm working on Mex Io and... Bad idea comics, and that's it. I don't worry about other podcasts, okay? And, you know, if you, speaking of bad idea, it was bad idea day two days ago. ENIAC <laughs> number one came out, sold out. We had to go into the not first printing range for that. It was absolutely beautiful. Go check it out. My guy, Matt Kent, who's fresh off, you know, the success of both Hard Case and both uh, Berserker with Keanu Rivas. <laughs> <laughs> Two hot books, right? He's working on bad ideas, and they're they're absolutely blowing people's minds, okay? So check it out. Ask your store about Bad Idea. This is not a paid promo, but I just figure if Daniel's going to promote fucking Dave Baker <laughs> podcast, I can promote the people that I'm are trying paying to get, me. I'm
0: trying to get him some, on some Star Trek comics that maybe, maybe he can get me a, an in on. What?
2: I don't even – who is – he's working on Star Trek? Yeah. Oh. Oh
0: i'm just gonna okay, keep plugging whatever. his work accidentally i don't
2: yeah who, why the fuck are we talking about dave baker i'm talking <laughs> about bad idea comics go read bad idea comics any act number one in stores now where where stores are and remember stores don't be reselling this shit one store tried to resell the shit and guess what you're blocked you sent the goons fuck around and find out no we said you're no longer going to receive bad idea comics because they broke the rules you say you, you lose, you get nothing. <laughs> Good day, sir. You're out. No more bad ideas for you. That was a bad idea. That was your last bad idea. So anyways, Bad Idea Comics, in stores now. Um, and also, MexFlanthayo, patreon.com, patreon.com slash Subscribe to the Patreon. We're going to be doing a new episode, I think, this upcoming week. And then once that goes up, then we're going to Make the other one live because we really want to spread awareness about NFTs and what an idiot Logan Paul and Brock Pierce are. Yeah, we got on this right before everybody went insane. It was awesome. I'm so glad that we were on it before everyone went insane.
3: Head of the curve.
2: Yeah. Sophie, you listened to that episode, right? Yeah. It was good, right?
3: Yeah, it was was awesome. Very, very informative.
2: Yeah, very informative. Thank you, Sophie. Sorry, Daniel interrupted you. He kind of does that sometimes. I needed to do one big interruption I for this, for this episode. Much. But anyways, yeah. Mexflinti- Patreon.com slash MexFlintayo. New, new bonus episodes. We're trying to go for at least twice a month. Maybe once or twice a month. But when we do do them, they're going to be great. They're going to be spectacular. And then we're also thinking about doing some other shit also coming up. So, yeah. Uh, check out the Patreon and uh, follow us on Twitter at Flintayo.com. Follow me, Ramon Loves, whatever, whatever. Take it away, Hell Yeah Babies. Sophie, how you like the Hell Yeah Babies song? It was awesome.